a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Well, maybe it was just on the internet. Hey, what do I know? I'm just the announcer. Anyway, three people decided it would be a bright, brand new original idea to get together on the internet and rant and rave about all sorts of different topics. Everything was fair game. Things like video games. All your base are belong to us. Comics. I'm Batman. TV shows. I'll be in my bunk. Movies. Time to nut up or shut up. All we cared about is there was some sort of nerdy aspect to the topic. So have a seat, kick your feet up, and relax with our hosts, the Adahe. I want to cut you all. <laughs> I'm just going to cut you all. Naki. Um, I say dicks a lot. Dicks, 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 dicks. <laughs> Chris. I had Admiral Ackbar in the back of my head going, It's a trap! And our weekly special guest host. Now, let's get ready to talk about all things good and nerdy. Alrighty, everybody. Good morning. Welcome to All Things Good and Nerdy. The uh, title of the show is You'll Never Know the Difference because Chris just happens to be locked away drunk in a corner somewhere. You'll never know the difference because Chris just happens to be locked away drunk. Uh oh, we got an echo. Someone's echoing. Um, Anyways, we have. Did you mute your YouTube? Gonna do a test here. YouTube, YouTube is link is is muted. All right, this is a uh, yeah that that helped. I'm wondering if 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 someone's watching on YouTube at the same time in our little Google Hangout, I'm gonna get the echo. Uh, no, I am not. Okay. I had to check because I had YouTube open, but I am not no longer not at all. All right. I have to just mute it. You'll be fine. So I think that's just the, uh, I'm not worried about it. I will just have to listen to myself at the same time. Um, all right, so technical difficulties as usual per ATGN standards. So anyways, welcome to All Things Good and Nerdy, episode 16. You'll never know the difference. Um, anyway, this week we have two guest hosts. We have Eric. Uh, would you like to shameless self-promote yourself? I will say myself, promote myself very quickly. Um, I am Eric Marushak, in case you've ever seen me. I'm at uh, conventions all over the United States. I'm a chalk artist and an illustrator. And I have a very strong suspicion that I am the cause of this crazy echo right now. Uh, I might test that out by jumping out real quick and jumping back in, see if it goes away. Uh, but you can check me out on pepperink.com. You can check me out on... Uh, uh, my Twitter, which is at Pepper Inc. You can go to Facebook, which is at Pepper Inc. I do everything that's Pepper Inc. And you can see my illustration work, my drawings, my time-lapse videos, everything. So that's who I am, and that's what I do. And if you have gotten to see his work, it's very, 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 very cool. And I strongly recommend checking it out if you are at, uh, if you're coming out to, I believe you said the next one is Star Wars Celebration. So. The next one is Star Wars Celebration. Next one is Star Wars Celebration. Sorry, the echo is catching up to me there. Uh, it's uh, coming up in three weeks, and I'm doing some sort of artwork reveal there. They haven't told me what yet, so it's going to be interesting. It's coming up in three weeks. Yes, and I will be there as well, so I will probably be the one bugging him. The entire I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump. I hate to do this live, but I'm gonna jump out of the chat real fast. Stay out for about 30 seconds. Tell me if this goes away, because if it is, I'm the cause because of the lack of headset. So I'll be right back. 
While Eric has stepped out, we'll go to our bald replacement for the for this show. Uh, our tabletop champion, Mr. Ryan Numerick, go ahead. Shamelessly self-promote yourself. Well, I feel I am uh, I am Ryan Numerick. I run a blog called Plus Two Cents. Um, you can see the happy link uh, in my happy little name badge at the bottom there. I think it's only fair to tell your listeners um, that. Chris is actually here right now. Um, Eric and I are Chris. We do the fusion dance in the morning. We become one, and we are Chris. But unfortunately, uh, we did not have time this morning. There were some hiccups. Um, we had a bad transformation, for those of you who are Dragon Ball Z fans. Um, I know that's, that's such an old reference, but I've been watching... But it's a great Ball. reference, so it's, it's okay. <laughs> and I've, been, I've been watching Dragon Ball Z abridged lately, and uh, it's, a, it's such a laugh riot, I, I couldn't help myself. So, but yeah, that's me. That's what I do. Hey. I like I like board games. Um, and then we have our usual suspect, our very grumpy Adahay. So let's go to Mr. Grumpy Pants over there. I'm not grumpy. Yeah, you are. Don't even lie. Anyways, uh, I've reworked the adahay.com. It's now based around my Tekkit server for Minecraft. Um, sorry, but I needed a website. And I didn't want to buy another one. I've <laughs> <laughs> uh, run a very successful Tekkit server. Yeah. Yeah. Go Tekkit. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. Theadahay.com. Check it out. Woo! Also, well, live streaming a lot over at twitch.tv slash theadahaygaming. Um, is and any, as to the echo, I thought about something. Um, it wasn't echoing before the live stream started or before the podcast started, but it was echoing after it started. Thus to make me think that uh, it's... Um, it was already... It's the YouTube or the Twitch playing the sound over again and then being picked up. Pretty much, yeah. So, but it was my fault. Uh, <laughs> I found under about half a dozen open windows a small minimized bar that was playing our live feed, and uh, I had to actually X out of a bunch of windows before I even discovered it. So I yeah. apologize profusely for completely destroying the opening of the show, oh, it's as okay. I knew Don't. I would do. And probably no one understood a word I said in terms of my shameless self-promotion, and that's what I deserve. So we're. we're I was going to say you can go ahead. You can go ahead and, and shamelessly self-promote again. It's all up to you. Well, well, of course. Um, <laughs> yeah, here. Let me actually. I'll even kill the show more. Here we go. Sweet. So if you want to follow me, this is my website. On this is Facebook. That's Eric at PepperInc.com. Uh, my Facebook. Page and you can see what I do just by my banner up here, uh, the chalk art. You can follow me on Twitter, and apparently I follow Grant Wilson from Ghost Hunters and always has interesting things to say now that he's left the show. You can follow me on my own blog, which is pepperink.com, where I talk about some of my other things I do, like uh, I actually just recently did a comic strip for shiftylook.com that was a take on Dig Dug's 30th anniversary, and that's live on shiftylook.com. So, yeah, I'm all over the place, and uh, that was my shameless self-promotion without echo. Thank you. 
Yay, we could hear you this time. Can I, can I, can I just take a second? I just, uh, Eric, I got to say, uh, it's, it's, I'm going to gush because I saw your work at C2E2 um, where you did the, the, the Hal Jordan, and that blew my mind. I was, I was so impressed with that. It was one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. And then someone told me it was made of chalk, and I passed out. Um, and they needed to, uh, you know, to get the get the medical team because it was just I, I was absolutely blown away. Your your work is is very very impressive, and I may or may not be following you on Twitter right now. <laughs> well, that's fine, man. I follow me wherever you want. I love stalkers. No, okay, well, um, to an extent, there, yeah, there's to, good to stalking. An extent, the stalkers that simply. Uh, say wonderful things about me are the ones that are uh, the ones I like. But uh, if, you, if you decide to actually find me anywhere, then uh, that gets a little too far. This is the piece he was talking about right here. This is the Green Lantern piece from uh, C2E2 last year. The original art was done by Ivan, and I, to this day, can't pronounce his name properly. I think it's Reyes, but some people said it was Reese. Um, I heard both. He was nice enough to stop by while I was working on the piece and, uh, you know, gave me the thumbs up, so I take that as a positive sign. And, um, yeah, this is all chalk. So for those of you who don't know my work, this is a prime example of the type of, type of stuff I do live at shows. And I also record time-lapse videos of the entire process. So if you go to my website or you go to YouTube or anything, you can find that piece and you can watch a time-lapse of the entire 30-hour process in about four and a half minutes. Uh, and we lost Ryan. Crackle, by the way, so it, it comes out really nice. We're about to lose Ryan for the next five minutes. Yeah, I'm. What? <laughs> I've just been scrolling through pictures. <laughs> exactly. Luckily, luckily, I've got I've got my bib handy, so when I start drooling, <laughs> I'll be okay here. Um, I, think, I think the karma smackdown I got <clears throat> is that my my little bottom bar uh, description of who I am, so people know if they tune in late is gone, and it won't come back up no matter what I do. So I think that was my Karma Smackdown also for the Echo at the beginning. See, that's what you get. I'm sorry. We, we can do what we did with uh, Chi-Town Spidey last week where he wrote his name on a piece of paper and just held it like this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to stand here holding the back of my cell phone <laughs> and uh, then people will know who I am. Exactly. There you go. Um, oh, I didn't do myself, did I? That's Okay, that sounded well, you're wrong. you're not that important. You're kind of a jerk. <laughs> There we go. It's what I do. <laughs> it's like my purpose in life is to piss people the fuck off. No, you don't piss me off. You're just kind of a jerk. Whatever. So I'm Naki. Uh, I am the owner of and captain of doing things over at OneNerdyCupcake.com, which I just got my business cards for, and I'm super excited to start handing them out and be like, look, I'm cool. Um, I am also sitting on the Twitters and on the... YouTubes and on the face space. So if you have any comments, questions, you want to just contact us during the podcast, I am here and paying attention. Um, I'm also your host for today, so I'm sorry Naki. in advance. What? Never mind. I thought something. Naki, something. you might want to point out that uh, one nerdy cupcake is the um. The, it was me. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm raising. I'm raising my hand. I can um, hear you. Uh, you may want to point out that your one one nerdycupcake.com is the letter one, whereas your Twitter feed is the number one. Yes. Um, that'll take people all of you know ten seconds to correct themselves, but that's ten seconds we can save people right now. Is this new math? Because I didn't know there was a letter one. <laughs> I am now so far. 
So it's one, as in the word one, nerdycupcake.com, no spaces or anything like that. And then, yes, my Twitter is the number one because it's less space-ish. And I really didn't think this through when I made my Twitter account like three years ago. <laughs> so um, let's go into the news of the week. And we'll start with Adahik because he's being a jerk. So, Well, <laughs> my news of the week is... I want to try to make. I want to. I want to be nice about this. The founder of the the GNU project. I'm trying to remember his name here. Richard Stallman. There we go. Uh, the GNU project is, of course, the Linux, uh, uh, and he's also the founder of the Free Software Foundation. Has spoken out against Valve as he feels that bringing Steam and paid games to the Linux platform is bad for the platform. Which is honestly just pretty fucking stupid. <laughs> so basically what he's saying is that people should only play games for free forever. Well, yes. <laughs> it's, it's, it's literally, it, it goes on to say later on in one of the, his direct quotes is, in, in practical terms, um, the development of this will do nothing but harms to Linux. People should just use open source software and not continue to buy overpriced software. And I'm not this I'm not saying that games aren't overpriced. Sometimes they are for what you get. But I am saying that the fact that he expects everything to be free on Linux is wrong. <laughs> and stupid. And the fact that he doesn't want Steam to come to Linux is also bad because look how many more users Linux will get if they have access to Steam's game library. That's that's true. I mean I can't say that I'm a Linux user just because I'm not pro, and I, I feel love like Linux. I feel like Linux is for people who know how to do that stuff. Whereas I, <laughs> I, you could use I'm you could use Ubuntu. Ubuntu is really like user user friendly. It's like Linux for dummies. Yeah, which I would still probably screw that up because it's me. And when it comes to computers, I'm really good at making them explode, and that's about it. So that's why I have people around me who like know this stuff, and then there's me who's like, I'm smart because I know these people. So, that's generally how it works. But yeah, that's that's my basic news. I still think he's a dumbass. Um, I, t I was all nice about it, too. Yeah, yeah that's see, a I little can, weird. It's I can be nice, be and, nice and sweet and, and stuff. Anyways. Unless it's to me. Well, that's just not allowed. <laughs> you should see how I treat my Minecraft mods. <laughs> I'm so glad I'm. I, I'm so glad I don't. <laughs> All right, let's uh go on to who wants to go next? Not it. See, touching the nose. Don't have to go. Aha, Eric's up. Your turn. <laughs> oh, I'm trying to get the thing on the bottom to load. It finally has to come up. See what happens. I'm sitting here working with technology. Um, See, technology's horrible. Well, actually, I wanted to make a comment about uh, something I saw on another site. I like to go every once in a while to uh, Ain't It Cool News, of course, as I round the Internet to a whole bunch of different stops. And they were talking about the shooting that happened in Colorado. And he was saying, uh, Harry Knowles, who runs the site, was doing a little thing saying, you know, I don't want to tout. There's so much of the bad stuff out there. You can see and hear everyone talking about the horrible thing that happened. The news, you know, blares it 24-7. It's sensational. And any little detail they can, they repeat 100 million times. He started a thread where he just wanted people to talk about 
<clears throat> a good memory from the theaters to kind of offset all this. What was that moment when you were young that movies became magical for you, that, that event moment that you can remember when you were a kid? And the responses, apart from a couple people being idiots, have mostly been these great mini-stories that kind of remind you why the hell you fell in love with cool movies in the first place. So I wanted to take a moment and give everyone a chance to just say their moment if they remember. And I can tell you mine real easy is it was Return of the Jedi. I was 11 years old. Uh, I got in line to see Return of the Jedi about six hours before it opened. I was the 90th person in line because I counted to make sure we knew the theater, the theater could fit 200 people. Well, over the course of the four and a half hours before the movie started, about 108 people budged ahead of us. <laughs> Our numbers, the line got huge. It got like six people wide. We were thinking we're not going to make it, we're not going to make it, you know. I'm this little kid covered in, like, Star Wars buttons and everything, and I'm all freaking out. I'm not going to get to see the movie. We made it in with, like, seven people to spare. I was, like, one of the last people to come through the door they gave a ticket to. Got to see the opening showing. Didn't get to sit with anyone I knew. I had to take a seat way in the corner. I was behind someone who was so tall. I had to sit the entire movie with the seat folded up and sat on the folded seat so I could see Ow. over this person. <laughs> Didn't care. I don't remember an ounce of pain. I was totally into the moment because I got to see it. Right. And to me, that was just this fantastic, we'll never forget it experience that was just so cool. And, uh, you know, it, I'd love to have more of those. I want to, every time I go into a movie, I kind of want to recapture that this is going to be magical for me type feeling. But I was wondering if anyone else had experiences like that, that they remember when they were young, this movie and this moment. I do, but I don't know about these two. Oh, I, I can name one. I can, I can scrounge up at least one. Um, the, the one that springs most readily to mind is um, is when I was in high school, uh, the Lord of the Rings movies came out. And I remember, I remember try, like, it, not so much the movies, but uh, the, the, the having to trudge into school on Friday morning because me and my friends had snuck out of our respective houses to go and see a midnight show on Thursday night. Um, or if those were Wednesday releases, then, then it would have been Wednesday morning. I don't remember if they were Wednesday or Thursday releases off the top of my head, but the, the not only having my closest friends and I just dog-tired and trying to just get through one day of school because we all we could think about were these movies and how tired we were, but then also finding everyone else, like being able to spot, like, that guy was at Lord of the Rings last mm -hmm. night. She was at Lord of the Rings last night because they were doing the same thing of just trying to stay away, like just their heads jerking up at their desk or something like that. A couple teachers I remember seeing kind of trudging, like just <laughs> chaining coffee because uh, they were all so exhausted. That was a great moment because it was just like, hey, there are a lot of us that, uh, that you know, really wanted to see this. And, of course, fellowship, you know, it was like, okay, fellowship. But then to see the same, the same exact effect uh, when Two Towers and Return of the King came out was always pretty great. Uh, I, well, to, to piggyback off of the Lord of the Rings one, um, Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King was the very first movie that I ever cried at. I cried at the end of it, and I don't know if it was just I was emotional that day or whatnot, but I cried, and it was bad because, like, I had all my friends around me just making fun of me because I cried, um, even with the 36 additional endings. That Q, Q, Q. Um, but my actual, like, I'm just going to make, I'm, I'm ignoring you. Um, <laughs> my, um, 
My first movie memory was when I was, like, I know I went, the very first movie I saw in the theater was The Little Mermaid, but the first movie that I remember seeing in the theater was uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, Revenge of the, or Secret of the Ooze, and I remember going into there and looking around and all of these mothers, like, shielding their sons from me, being like, that little girl's weird, and I'm like... I, like as a kid you don't really think anything of it but I was like okay this is kind of weird but um, when we got out of the movie I had made friends like I, I decided that I was just going to make friends with, with some of the little boys that were in there too and we wound up like it, we formed a little turtle club and like I was always Leonardo because I, I'm always the leader but even though everyone makes fun of Leonardo shut up guys he has swords that's why he's awesome um <laughs> But, yeah, that's my thing. Is like I made friends off of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and, like, I became a turtle for a while. And it was cool. And, Naki, how, how, has, uh, how, how has the mothers uh, protecting their sons from you uh, changed <laughs> as, uh, as the years have progressed? That Not hasn't changed much. <laughs> They're all just like, that, that woman's the devil. They should probably keep her. <laughs> you should probably stay uh, away from her. <laughs> I've got this image from the water boy mother. She's the devil. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That's so bad. So bad. <laughs> Do you have one? Um, I can think the first movie I can remember going to see, and the first anything I can remember about it is the that Danny Glover's in it, and they shove an elephant out of an airplane, and it cracked me the hell up. Operation <laughs> Thumbo Drop. Yeah. How do I know that? <laughs> so I could not remember the name of it, but I remember that it was really really goofy. The entire movie was, and Danny Glover was in it. Um, I also can say the first movie I cried at, um, and probably what, inst- what actually did instill my love of movies and, and the theater is Where the Red Fern Grows. That movie was oh, so sad. God, that movie. That, was, that book. That and book as, was depressing. <laughs> as to renewing the magic in theaters, um, the first the first time I was in a theater, I believe it was The Avengers, the trailer, came, the midnight release for that, the trailer for The Hobbit came out the entire theater started singing along with it, and it was absolutely fucking amazing. <laughs> Man, I wish my t- theater was that cool. <laughs> I should, uh, I, 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 gotta, I gotta mention, um, the, the first movie I remember seeing in theaters is, is uh, also Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Ooze, and I remember my parents knew that I would freak out if I knew we were going to see that, so they put me in the car and they blindfolded me, um, <laughs> because this is when I lived in northern Wisconsin, and the theater we were going to was about uh, was about half an hour away, and they did not want to deal with me freaking out in the car. <laughs> so they, so they, they blindfolded you? That wouldn't freak you out? <laughs> they, they put me in the car, they told, me, they told me they had a surprise for me, and we drove about halfway so that I wouldn't realize where exactly we were going, I just knew the general area. Um, and then they was like, here, I put this on, it's a surprise, and I did, and we walked up to the theater, and then they took it off, and I was like, oh my god! <laughs> um, and, you uh, 64 kid. It was, it was very <laughs> successfully done. Uh, and imagine if someone tried to do that nowadays, blindfold their kid and throw him in a car, and what, <laughs> what kind of uh, lawsuits would happen, and people seeing that, it's like... I just see bad... Well, 
yeah, exactly. The kid can't last for five minutes without his damn cell phone, so it wouldn't work. <laughs> <laughs> they were simpler times. Um, I know so and, many uh, like six-year-olds who have cell phones. That's just scary. Uh, I also have a wonderful memory about where the red fern grows because uh, it was it was elementary school. It was the day before summer break. The teachers and faculty had nothing going on, so like, well, let's just let's just shove all the kids in the gym and we'll set up some TVs and we'll throw a movie on. And they decided to show where the red fern grows. So that was like the feel-good hit to start our summer off of. Every single kid <laughs> crying, just bawling by the end of it. And they're like, all right, guys, you can go home now. We're just like, okay. <laughs> That's like showing old Yeller, like, oh, my God. <laughs> I have all these thoughts of, like, movies where dogs die, so <laughs> I have yet to see old Yeller. This, this topic's been amazing, because now I've had all these, like, thoughts of, like, old movies when I first saw them, and it was like, oh, like, I just thought about when I first saw, you know, The Nightmare Before Christmas and became obsessed with that movie. Oh, like, my God, me too. <laughs> I was like, I, I love this. I, 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 I bought it on VHS, because that's all that existed back then, and I think I wore out that tape. I'm trying to think. Like, we did... We did a whole bunch of like midnight showings and stuff like that, where people were just like going in costumes and stuff like that, and it was just, it was just fun. Like, I, I know that's gonna change now, like especially with the costume thing, but like going in costume was the thing. And then like for the longest time, I worked in Rocky Horror, and you know that that was just its own it's its own crazy entity on its own, I guess. But um, I'm going to open this up to we have a few viewers who I've been. Uh, chatting with on YouTube, uh, open it up to them. What are some movies that you guys uh, have been watching or have memory of? Uh, Lara just posted Operation Dumbo Drop, <laughs> which is approved through us. Um, but yeah, we want we want to hear from you guys too. So make sure you're tweeting at us and and Facebooking us and uh, YouTubing us and let us know what you think. Um, that movie wouldn't go over so well now. It's like the dude from Coney is kidnapping an elephant because uh, he—if you—he looks like the dude from Coney or the Coney dude. He really does. One guy from Twitch said Aladdin. Harry, uh, I remember Jean Aladdin. Jeanette tells us Casper was the first movie she saw in theaters. I—I I had a crush on Christina Ricci when I was a kid. Uh, I have a crush on Christina Ricci now, so that's cool. Oh yeah, she got really hot. I mean, he can't deny that she got <laughs> really like uh, sleepy. Was it uh, Sleepy Hollow with uh, uh, oh, Black God. Snake Moan? Um, yeah, Black Snake Moan was. Intense. Anyways, intense. What? Let's let's go <laughs> ahead. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't. I admit to girl crushes. Whatever. Um, okay, so. We will. I, I'm going to continue watching. You know, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Uh, if you have, if you want to throw things out there, we'll talk about them. Let's go on to um, Ryan. You're next. Haha, because I'm host. Oh, I don't have to. <laughs> well, all right. Um, I actually, I don't have a whole lot of news um, this week uh, as far as tabletop stuff goes, and that's always what I like to bring to the table. But the reason for that uh, is because uh, Gencon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Gen Con uh, in Indianapolis, the largest four days in in tabletop gaming, is ten days away, and a lot of uh, companies get real tight-lipped the month leading up to Gen Con. 
because they are going to release an avalanche of games at the convention themselves. Um, there are a couple that I'm looking forward to, um, and those are as follows. Uh, Fantasy Flight Games has the X-Wing Miniatures game, um, which is a confirmed release of Gen Con. This is a great, uh, this looks great. I can't say that it is great. I haven't played it yet, but it looks pretty solid. Um, it's a miniatures game. We've got pre-painted X-Wings and TIE Fighters and Y-Wings and so forth. And uh, it's all about the dog fighting. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that one. It should be a lot of fun. Um, they've got another, uh, Fantasy Flight Games has another game called Relic, which if you are a Warhammer 40,000 fan, um, this is going to be a Warhammer 40,000 adventure game. We've got Space Marines, you've got Imperial Guard, you've got horrible chaos demons. Um, if, if, I, if I start ranting about that, it's going to take up the rest of the podcast. I love the Warhammer 40,000 universe. It's a great setting, and I'm really looking forward to this game. Um, and the other big one, and then I'll, I promise I'll, I'll stop ranting, is uh, Mage Wars, which is a pretty interesting-looking miniatures game as well that has a lot of elements of Magic the Gathering where you have your, your mage in the center of the table, and he's summoning monsters, and you're moving them across the board in, in, in a chess-like style uh, in order to kill the, uh, the uh, other, your opponent's um, mage and all of their creatures. So... Um, when you guys, if and when you guys have me on after Gen Con, I will have a whole slew of new information, but until then, I am simply waiting with bated breath. I am really kind of sad that I'm not going to Gen Con, because outside of what you're talking about, like, I just enjoy Gen Con, because <laughs> tabletop is fun. Every year, I want to go to Gen Con. I want to do a piece at Gen Con. There is such potential with the game art and the box cover art and the stuff that comes out for those. I would love to do a giant piece, but it's 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 tough because you got to find the right connections with people. And right now, I don't have much of an in route to the uh, to the tabletop gaming to that to that offshoot. I mean, video games know me, comics know me, anime knows me. That's about the big three. So while you're there, if you want to throw in a good word for to me, be, I used to be friends with a magic artist, but they fired him. <laughs> that makes things difficult. <laughs> yeah, he was, he was my favorite fucking artist. If, if you ever played Magic, he was Edward Edward P. Beard Jr. All of his art. He was he's from Pittsburgh. Uh, I used to go and you know chill with him all the time, and uh, he's a good guy. And I actually he actually has gifted me and Jess a couple custom pieces. But yeah, Wizards fired him because they felt his art was 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 not no longer met the needs because he was too fantasy oriented, and they wanted to be more sci-fi. What's the name? I'd like to look him up. Edward P. Beard Jr. Uh, How do you spell that? I'll well, Edward and all, but... I'll put it in the chat. Okay. Uh, going back to the topic that Eric had brought up previously, we have uh, Lara, who says, The first movie I ever saw in theaters was Aladdin. I remember being amazed by the theater experience and totally fucking scared shitless when the genie popped up at the end of the credits. I did the same damn thing. I jumped when the genie popped up. <laughs> Robin Williams is awesome. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I feel your feels. I jump too. <laughs> um, and then Undoubty is excited for Relic. Yay, Relic. Mr. Nanny. That was amazing too. I never saw that in theaters. I remember watching it, but I never saw it in theaters. Um... I am checking out a little of uh, this guy's art just to go back for a second. It's quite impressive. I'm surprised they let him go. Well, yeah, he did some of the most notable art too. Like he did Nicol Bolas. All the Elder Dragons were his, and those were really noticeable, recognizable, popular pieces. 
but uh, he, he does have a really high fantasy feel, and they did try to go really techy for a while, so. Uh, I see they got tons of his stuff. It's really cool. Yeah, Wizards, Wizards pulled a, uh, a Square Enix and, and went the Final Fantasy route of, yeah, we're going to skip the fantasy part of it and uh, go all crazy cybernetic. I'm still angry about Final Fantasy VIII is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Tell okay. us how you really feel. Go into super dick mode. That's all you. My super my super dick mode about Final Fantasy VIII, um, it just, I, that game frustrated me so much. And I'm one of the rarer people that I, I loved I loved the, the system. I loved stealing magic from my enemies and organizing all my spells. And I loved, you know, it had, it had the, the, it still had the limit, limit break system, which was great. And I haven't played it in a while, so I'm, I'm kind of blanking on what other technical aspects of the game uh, I, I enjoyed. Um, but I hated the story, and I hated the characters. Um, I only got through the first disc, and I could only stand so much of Squall speaking in ellipses and nothing but ellipses, because he was this tall, dark, silent hero who wore leather. And I'm like, you belong in a gay bar, sir. And the, gun- <laughs> the gun blade was the most retarded weapon I've ever seen, and every single character was just like, all right, look, Renoa, her limit break was that her dog jumped on her arm and she shot her dog at the enemy. That's what? retarded. I don't care. I don't care how big a Final Fantasy VIII fanboy you are. You can't be like, oh man, Rio's first limit break was amazing because she shot a dog off of her wrist crossbow. Hmm. <laughs> and th- like, oh, oh my God. And then the first disc, the climax of the first disc is that you turn your school into a hovercraft. Fuck that. That was dumb. I was so like at that point I was just I. I figuratively flipped the table, I took the disc out, and I played Final Fantasy VII and Final Fantasy IX and Final Fantasy Tactics and Final Fantasy VI like a sane person. Oh. Oh. Zell was pretty cool, though. Everything Zell had to say, I was all on board with. He liked to punch things, and that was fine. And thus ends the super dick mode. (laughs) Yeah. I never played Final Fantasy VIII, and now I'm kind of glad I didn't. <laughs> I really like Final Fantasy VII, though. The, the last thing I'll say about Final Fantasy VIII is there's, there's this weird phenomenon I've noticed in Final Fantasy fans, is that most Final Fantasy fans, and this is most, this is, not, this is a blanket statement, and I understand that there are exceptions, but most Final Fantasy fans I've met either love Final Fantasy VIII and hate all other Final Fantasies, or love all the other Final Fantasies and hate VIII. And it's, it's a very strange phenomenon. Well, it doesn't seem strange to me. It basically seems like telling you 8 was the standout, incredibly different one from all the rest. So either you love it or you hate it. I, I can see why. Yeah. Everyone knows it, so, you know, they win on that front. Um, oh, shit. i got to do my news of the week, don't I? Haha, <laughs> now it is your turn. Damn. All right. Um... So Geekology posted a something that's really interesting to me. Um, a billionaire wants to create a uh, Jurassic Park resort. And uh, I think that's really badass because I would spend all my money and just... I, I just It was a shut up and take my money moment when I read this. <laughs> um, basically, what he's saying is that like he... 
He wants... I don't know if he wants to clone the dinosaur and let it loose, but it kind of seems like that's, that's what it is. And hire um, Jeff Goldblum. Just and saying. hire Jeff... Uh, Jeff Goldblum would have to be a part of it, I, I feel like. If, if he's not a part of it, it's not actually Jurassic Park. But um, it's quoted to say, the, co- the controversial billionaire is rumored to be planning a clone... A di- oh, he is planning. Okay, never mind. Ignore what I said before that. Is uh, to be planning to clone a dinosaur from DNA so he can set it free in, in a Jurassic pile park-style area in his at his new Palm, Palmer Resort in Coulomb. I know how to talk, I swear to God. I just can't read and talk at the same time. Um, Mr. Palmer has apparently been deep in discussion with the people who have successfully cloned Dolly the sheep to bring his dinosaur vision to life. So, I want to be eaten by a Tyrannosaurus. I, I think that would be a good way to die. So, if this happens, and I want to commit suicide, that'll be my way. I don't know. Are you going to do it while you're on the shitter? No. (laughs) I will be classy. I will be in a dress with one of my little hair flowers, and I will... And you'll be be chained to a stake alongside a goat, right? Exactly. I will be classy, damn it. (laughs) I've got uh, got two things to say about this. The first is that uh, uh, Jurassic Park is one of those movies that I have very fond memories of, except my fond memories of Jurassic Park are of being absolutely terrified of being devoured by raptors for like a month, like, it doesn't matter, I was at the mall, I was terrified of raptors, I was at home in bed, I was terrified of raptors, I was at school, in class, I was terrified of raptors, raptors were the most terrifying thing ever, and I really don't think that that's changed as I've uh, blossomed into adulthood. Um, Raptors are the scariest things ever, I don't know. The scariest, that, that moment at the end of the first movie when they're all standing in the room and they're surrounded... And that one is about to leap at them. It makes that crazy-ass face with, like, its eyes practically bulge out. And then the Tyrannosaur grabs him. But I never forgot that face. I was like, it, they never made that face anywhere else in the movie except for that moment. And it's just like, I'm going to get you. I'm freaky. I, I can't decide whether or not the raptors are more or less terrifying now that we know that, that they had feathers. Um, and I'm still waiting for the, the George Lucas-style um, special edition of Jurassic Park where they go and they add feathers to all the dinosaurs. See, the pre-production work they were doing on that, where they were trying to decide between stop motion and um, digital, they had, they had done a, a composite. They'd put together a whole mock-up of the entire kitchen scene where the two raptors come in hunting through the kitchen. They'd done it all in stop motion to kind of see how it would work. They had them flicking their tongues like lizards. Hmm. And I just remember some guy came in who was a, a, a paleontologist, and he basically said... Get that shit out of your movie because that is not what they did. They were not lizards. They're like birds. Okay, they move like birds. They think like birds. And so they were like, oh, we just we did lizard stuff with them, and they just they took it out and they ended up going digital. But that whole sequence exists <clears throat> as a stop motion sequence. You, I don't know if it was ever extras on the DVD or anything, but it was cool to watch. Interesting. Um, you know, I just to just to nerd out a little bit about uh, about science. Um, there's a great TED talk. Um, where a paleontologist is talking about the genetic research around, you can get a chicken that looks like a, as a very close representation to a very tiny T-Rex. So um, I, I don't it? remember what that one's called, but you know, <coughs> you really can't watch a bad TED talk. So I recommend uh, taking a look at that one. As long as it's edible, I'm all in. I apologize to everyone on YouTube where I just lost the feed. Because my laptop was just like, hey, by the way, you're not going to do this anymore. So I apologize if you're watching on YouTube and we suddenly cut out. Um, 
My bad. Are we back? Yes, we're back. I actually did find the link to that TED Talk because Google is my friend, and I really shouldn't uh, assume that it's not going to take just five seconds. So I'll post that in the YouTube comments, and uh, that's definitely worth watching. As I learned, and, and we've mentioned this earlier on, on the episode entitled Don't Google That Shit, you can Google anything and find it, including a picture of a man molesting a Tyrannosaurus Rex. God damn it, Ed A. <laughs> <laughs> you can find anything on Google. And now, Naki is Googling it to find it. No, I'm not. I'm posting on the YouTube channel that we're back up. There's a fun game you can play with Google where it's, can I not find porn? Come up with the most <laughs> Naki phrase you can think of, like, you know, willow tree or bucket or anything and do Google image search, and if within the first, I'll say, eight to ten pages, you have not found some sort of porn image or a woman in a bikini or something, you have won the Internet because it's really hard to do. Oh, we have seven viewers. Look at that. Sorry, I just noticed. Hi, seven viewers. Hi, seven viewers. You know what? Call them out by name. Make them feel real special. Um, okay, I know we got Jeanette. We have Lara. Um, we have our own Ryan. <laughs> we have myself. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so two of our viewers are actually hosts that are on the show. Uh, so actually we have five. <laughs> and six, six on Twitch, but one of them may be um, Ryan, I think. Damn it, Ryan. <laughs> You're screwing up our numbers here. <laughs> okay. Well, there's no way I could be any of those numbers because I turned them all off because I was killing our sound in the beginning. So I made sure I'm not on any of those feeds. Hi, Patrick. Welcome. I think, He's I think on Ryan's off. sound broke. He, his mouth was moving, but there was no oh. sound. I had I had myself muted because I was typing. Whoops. <laughs> As for um, Twitch, uh, I want to make people feel special too. I am, uh, I am not on Twitch. You're not? I'm only on the YouTubes. My my raging narcissism only goes so far. Because <laughs> we have we have bacon, baconism, yeah, bacon. Uh, Hi Saul, Joshua, maggot, radioactive mutt, Snickerdoodle, and the Garfield. For some reason, I thought you might have been Snickerdoodle. I just I don't know I, why. I feel like he would be a Snickerdoodle too. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, Patrick, I don't know what you're asking by asking if you can join. Um, if you're asking if you could join the Hangout, um, contact me on Twitter. We'll uh, set up a date for you to come on. Um, send me your information. Um, other than that, uh, that's this is kind of a closed thing, I suppose, but we, we definitely encourage you guys to, to comment and, and join that way. Um, Okay, so anyways, um, that, so the, the idea is, um, yes, so Jurassic Park style resort, yay or nay, what should we do? Do we do this? Do we, are we going to be eaten by Tyrannosauruses? Or are we going to eat them? Or are they going to eat us? Or, or you know, that would be delicious. T-Rex steaks? Well, as we all know, the history of anything new and, and technology or genetics or anything has absolutely no bad consequences whatsoever, so I'm all for it, because what could go wrong? If there's, if there's one thing I like more than science, it's mad science, and I think this definitely falls in that category. 
Um, so throw the switches, get the electrodes going. Um, preferably, let's do this in a castle when, when it, with a lightning storm going on, and I'm all for it. Yeah, this billionaire doesn't happen to own some dark, dank European castle, does he? It doesn't say so, but that I think I think he he needs to. Um, by the way, Snickerdoodle is Lara. Lara. So. Uh. Lara's watching us on all fronts. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Just can't get enough. Um. Uh, train of thought lost it. I'm an awesome host. I, what the basically? Shit? I think. I, don't get me wrong. I would love to see a living dinosaur. That would be the be-all, end-all, coolest shit in the world, to see a real freaking dinosaur walking around the zoo and be like, it may not be exactly what used to live, you know, because we had to clone it, we had to tweak things, but it's, it's the closest you're ever going to get, and goddammit, it's walking around, and it's cool. But there is just so much inherent danger and stuff like that. It just makes me wonder, do you mess that far? Do you do it just because you can? Stick with you. I'm not smart enough to answer these questions, but don't get me wrong. I'd love to see a dinosaur. Stick with the herbivores. We'll be all right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, what the hell? Sorry. Um, okay. I don't know what that blue ghost is in your upper corner of your video feed that I keep seeing pop in. There's some little blue thing in the very upper left corner of your video feed. Oh yeah. This? No, other other side. side. It's like up in the corner somewhere. There's a little blue something. This? No, it's no, way it's up the past the clock. Past the clock. Uh, there's only a painting up here. Oh. Yeah. I don't know what else you're seeing you here. You have a ghost in there, just so you know. Oh, good to know. Hey, ghosty. How's it going? <laughs> it looks like a little, like a beam of light or something swinging next to the clock. Um, No. <laughs> it's pretty <laughs> obvious right there. Not to freak you out, so we're fine. Keep going. What's it? No. What's it on, what's it on the on the whiteboard? Is it red rum? What's that? <laughs> I'm gonna die soon. Hmm. Huh, the clock's twirling maniacally. That's weird. Aww. I'm glad you guys can see this and I can't. <laughs> I uh, I should point out. I should point out that uh, one of the rules that I, I have uh, finalized for the ATGN drinking game is that when, when you drink whenever we talk about uh, something in the background of one of the host's uh, cams, um, but you only drink once if it's Naki. You drink twice if it's anybody else, because nine times out of ten we're talking about your Green Lantern poster or your clock <laughs> ghost or Lord knows what else you have going on in the background. I just have a lot of things going on. Um, speaking, uh, Going back a second to the... Um, to the billionaire creating Jurassic Park, uh, Doom Monkey has told us that birds are living dinosaurs, but I'd love to see one of the extinct dinosauria live, alive again just for funsies. Completely agree, except for the raptors, because I don't want to die. I, so there's this game called Sentinels of the Multiverse, which is a, um, a tabletop game where you're co-op, you're all um, superheroes trying to defeat the bad guys. It's, it's really, really cool. But you have to pick an environment, too, and one of the environments is uh, is like, um, uh, I think it's called Primal Island or something like that. But anyways, you can get eaten by raptors as one of the uh, things that happen to you. And I, I t- <laughs> which always makes me laugh when we can actually get it so that the bad guy gets eaten by raptors and not us, but it usually winds up as us being eaten by raptors. But anyways, I'll, just, the- I'll just pitch in that I love Sentinels of the Multiverse. That's a great game. 
I have the expansion pack now, so now we really got to play this more. But anyways, um, Ryan isn't far from me, so I can actually play games with him. Speaking of uh, speaking of dinosaurs, I I had meant to mention this um, when I when I had my my opportunity for the news story or to plug my own stuff, but. Um, for anyone who's in the Chicagoland area or who can get to the Chicagoland area next year, um, who is a Godzilla fan, since we're talking about dinosaurs, Godzilla. Um, I recently went to G-Fest, um, which is the nation's largest continuous uh, Godzilla convention. It's a very small con. I think they only had about 1,500 people, which compared to like the Gen Cons and the Anime Centrals and the uh, C2E2s is, is, is very modest, but... Uh, it was a fantastic convention. I met a lot of really cool people. They had a lot. They had the original Ultraman there. Uh, ben for for oh, I can I can never Furuyuda. Um, he was there and he was there in costume and uh, just it was a really fun time. And I wanted to make sure to give them a quick plug because I had a blast. That was uh that was uh the middle of July, so it was a, a bit a, a bit ago. But uh, next year is going to be their 20th year. And uh, it's a great convention. So I wanted to throw them a plug. And we were talking about dinosaurs, and it seemed appropriate. Did anyone check or catch the? Um, I saw a very little bit of it, but they at at uh, San Diego Comic Con they did a quick tease of Gareth Edwards' upcoming Godzilla project. And if you, not. for those of you who don't know, Gareth Edwards is the director who created the movie Monsters uh, about the aliens that existing in a kind of neutral zone between USA and Mexico. Have you guys seen that movie? I have not, but now I need to look that up. It's an amazing movie. He directed it. He did it with a small crew. He did, I think, on his own computer, all the digital effects, and they are not... It, there's not a moment where you're sitting there going, oh, cheap-looking. It is, like, big-budget-looking film. And he did it, like, all of it. It was, it was incredible. And it's this simple tale about this guy who's a photographer or something in Mexico, and at some point, a satellite that we had sent out to go to some planet crashes back on Earth, and there's alien life forms on it, and within five years, an area between USA and Mexico becomes a neutral zone that no one is supposed to pass through because it's filled with these monsters and stuff, and they're trying to keep it from spreading. And the whole story is about these two people who have to cross this to get back into America. The monsters in the movie are huge. They're epic. They're huge in size. It's a really good movie. It's slow. It's done like a drama. It's not an action-packed thriller by any means. It's a very independent film. Very cool to watch, but just if you see that, you'll be wicked excited because he's the director they've tapped to, to do Godzilla, and they released something at San Diego. There was a couple. They they showed a teaser trailer, I guess, that no one. It's not online. I've looked. There was a description of it where it like passes along a ruined city, and it's it's like you know we're talking big budget epic devastation, and there's a giant creature like supposedly dead in the ruins, and it pans up and out of the flaming sky comes the silhouette of Godzilla with the traditional roar, and then the words come up. <clears throat> but the thing that makes me excited is it means they're going to do a Godzilla movie with other monsters. He's not just going to be him showing up and the army goes after him. It's going to be, you know, a monster scenario, but done big budget. And everyone said that this, this, this trailer was fantastic at, at San Diego Comic-Con, so I'm really interested in seeing what he's doing. But if you get a chance... I think Monsters is streaming on Netflix. Watch Monsters. Like I said, slow. Don't expect action-packed. But there's great moments with the creatures, and he really does a great sense of scale and stuff. It's a really cool movie. I feel like if any of us had watched um, it, it would be that one. Ryan. <laughs> yeah, I, I had not actually even heard of this one, but uh, I, I see that it's, uh, it's available on Amazon 
uh, for streaming through through Prime, and I'm checking Netflix right now as well. Um, but that that sounds excellent. I uh, I'm definitely I've I've been slowly working my way through every single Godzilla film. There there are a couple that I hadn't seen, um, and some of them some of them were kind of hard to watch. So it'd be interesting to actually see something more modern that uh, that's actually got some some work and thought put into it. And it is in fact that's on, not uh, on Netflix. Yeah, not mm, 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 mm. right now. Monster, remember, Monsters is not a Godzilla movie. He's the director no. that's going to make the Godzilla movie coming out. Oh yeah, no, no, yeah. I but just cool, cool monster movies in general. I'm I'm all for. And actually, not only not only is it on Netflix, uh, it's also in my instant queue, um, <laughs> which I have such I have such this this horrible uh, uh, habit of just adding movies to my instant queue and not even realizing it. I do it when I drink a lot, and then I wake up the next morning like, what are all these doing here? But anyway, <laughs> and suddenly he starts watching all the most random shit. Don't yeah. drink in Netflix, kids. <laughs> yeah, do not, do not. You'll get some some weird choices in your queue. I'm That's wondering how if know. any of the uh, people watching out there has any of our viewers seen Monsters and what were their take on that movie? Uh, I have no response on that one yet. Uh, yeah. Let us know. We'll do. I'm keeping everybody up to date as much as I can. Um. All right, so let's go into do, 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 do. let's go into movie and TV news. Might as well. Um, do, 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 do. Let's go with the Hobbit. Is it going to be three movies? Since we were talking about Lord of the Rings earlier, I feel like this ties in well. Um, the Hobbit is now going to be three movies instead of the original. Originally, I guess it was going to be two, two. but uh, yeah. Peter Jackson has decided to make into, this into a trilogy. What do you What do you guys think of this? Stretching out the movie for more money. From from what I understand, they they're stretching out the movie for more money, but they're also adding a lot of stuff from the Silmarillion um, and from other from other sources. So it could be really interesting. Like I would love to see a scene where you know you've got more anything that puts more Ian McKellen as Gandalf in the movie. I'm all for, and I understand there's going to be scenes where he's fighting the necromancer um, and. And just a lot, a lot of the little stuff that you know were in Tolkien's notes and in other other books and, and compilations and stuff, um, I, I think are going to be added. I I'm curious to see where they're going to break that story up though, because the Hobbit the Hobbit is a very tight, solid story by itself. Um, and when they announced that there was going to be two movies, I, I was kind of at with my wits end trying to figure out where they were going to break it up. Um, now that it's going to be three, but they're also including more material, I'm still kind of like, where are they going to break this up? What are they including? What are they not including? There, there's some hints to the break in the title of the second one, because it's the there and back again in the title, which gives a good amount of hints to where the break's going to be in the first and second one. Now, do you guys... I guess like the cash grab amount, like I could, I could see it being a cash grab, but do you also think that with the addition of the Lord of the Rings appendices in there that they, they said that they were going to use with the addition of the Similarian things being added in, do you think that this will help or hurt the whole thing? See, I, I was, from the get-go, I didn't mind it being two movies because I think the book is big enough, there's enough that goes on that he could, you know, to take his time with it and do it right, I'm like, I think it would have been a little tight as one movie, even if they did that kind of two-hour, 45-minute length type thing. So I was okay with two. And then 
I had my initial gut reaction with three was, oh, you know, what are they doing? And then when I, like you said, when when I heard it's all this additional information, I think Jackson is such a Tolkien fanatic. I really have faith in him with this. I don't think he's the type of person. I have not seen him do anything yet where he's just like, well, I'm gonna do this for money. Everything he's done has been something that he really loved making. I mean, King Kong, even though it was overdone, kind of bloated, he loved every he he poured himself into every second of that movie. It was such a big undertaking. I I don't think he's going to do anything just to be like, well, let's pat it out, let's make a third movie out of it. I from what I was reading online, he had already filmed enough that he's like, it's really tough to tough to squeeze into two. And if I'm going to kind of thread in some of these other things that we wanted to cover, it could very easily be three. I don't know. I have faith in the guy. He made what is, in my mind, one of the top movie trilogies of all time. I I think he's going to do good with this, and I think he's going to do right by the fans. I don't think he's going to just be cash grab, but we're going to come out of it going, well, that was stretched out. I I agree. Um, there's, a, there's a message group board that uh, I was a part of for a long time that was actually based off of Orlando Bloom because we, we all had a thing for Legolas and a bunch of us ladies nerds. Um, but it, it, it expanded from there and we're all like friends outside of it. And uh, we were all discussing like, you know, because we were the Lord of the Ring girls, you know, now we have uh, The Hobbit coming out. And we, we all kind of teared up a little with, with The Hobbit coming out. But we're all kind of excited because Peter Jackson did such a great job with Lord of the Rings that we feel like you know, we could hand him the Hobbit, and he decides, "Hey, it's going to be a trilogy." I think we, we, I think it'll be okay. Like, I think. Too bad I don't Chris think, isn't here. He hates I know, movies. He does, and he actually tried to. Um, he he tried to uh, insinuate the trolls earlier this week. I don't know if you guys noticed. If anybody follows our Twitter feed, he was trying to get the trolls going on our Twitter feed. It didn't work. Yes. Yeah, but he. Uh, <laughs> Chris doesn't care for uh, the Lord of the Rings trilogy because he finds it boring. Because it's like as they said in uh, Jay and Silent Bob, all they do is fucking walk. <laughs> you want to put that into context? Have any of you guys seen the movie Jerry? Matt Damon and uh... I, I try not to watch movies with Matt Damon in them. Why? He had well, it's one got him good. It's got Casey Affleck. Is this that is any movie? relation to Ben Affleck? Yeah, that's, that's Ben Affleck's brother. Yeah, this <laughs> is losing faith in this movie. <laughs> this movie is an hour and thirty-five minutes of two people walking. Oh God! Without without a joke, it's almost like an independent student film. They get huh. lost in the desert, and the whole point is we want to really give you the sense of what it's like to be lost in the desert. There are ten-minute stretches of this movie where it's the two of them walking in a single camera shot with no talking. Oh, my God, the movie's horrible. You watch horrible. this movie, then go back, and you're going to think the Lord of the Rings trilogy is a roller coaster epic with no stopping. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, Matt Damon movie you were just talking about makes me think that uh, if I ever need to fall asleep, like I'll just put that on, and I'll be good. It gets trippy. It gets to a point where you're staring at the screen just like, it, it almost zones you out. Because, and, and the point of it was experimental. It was, can we really give you the feeling of what it would be like to be lost? And they do these long stretches of just being lost, filmed real time. But, yeah, it really, I don't know how I got through it. I, I 
kind of just zoned out. I think I did a couple other things while it was on. And it's only an hour and 35 minutes. It feels longer than The Dark Knight Rises. It's... Uh, sounds, sounds like a movie you would invest in acid before going to see. Don't do drug kids, drugs, kids, but still. <laughs> on, com- <laughs> on comments to that movie, we have um, Lara saying they ride horses sometimes. I guess that happens. Yes, they do, and Tata. Um, yeah, and in then, Lord of the Rings, they ride horses sometimes. Oh, okay, is that what the comment was? Okay. Yeah, there's and no then, horses in Jerry. <laughs> okay, and then in a uh, comment to the to uh, Adahe hating Matt Damon, um, Doom Monkey says, Affleck ruined Matt Damon. Matt Damon is amazing. Affleck did do a lot to ruin Matt Damon. Like, good Will Hunting was a good movie. Um, I'll give you that, but... I, uh, yeah, Affleck. So what you're saying is you don't think that Ben Affleck was the quintessential superhero performance in Daredevil? Eric, I'm going to find you and I'm going to choke you. <laughs> We I had, hated uh, that movie. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I hated it. All that, all that fanboy gushing that I did before, it's gone. <laughs> it's done. It's completely forever. rescinded. It's like my state no, finally had, forever. my state finally had another, you know, person that put it on the map, uh, at, in the in the act in the acting world, and he went and ruined her too. <laughs> so, Who? Jennifer Garner. Oh, are they married or something? Yeah. No. Now she forgets that she's from here. She's she's from Houston now, bitch. <laughs> we still have. I mean, we can still say Don Knotts. That was us, Don Knotts. <laughs> that's that's a good claim to fame right there. There you go. <laughs> he was great when he teamed up with Scooby Doo. It's true. Oh god, it's true. yeah. That was a that was a great episode of Scooby Doo. It was. I'm, I'm not even gonna lie. That was actually on a couple days ago too. I was uh, cause Which one? Because he's been on more than once. Oh, I don't even remember. I just remember it was Don Knotts, and I was just like, "Yay, I love Don Knotts." <laughs> and I I have I, I don't know because I don't I'm not sitting against the mirrored wall today. You can't tell, but I I always have the TV on. Um, right now it's Top Gear, but because I'm on a BBC kick. Um, yeah, gearheads. Anyways, just for oh, a little little FYI for anyone about my chalk art, Top Gear is the most watched thing on my TV as I'm doing the sketches. Yes. So if you're ever watching the time lapse <laughs> videos, you'll see a flickering in the distance because I keep my TV on to keep me entertained while I'm doing seven and a half hours of giant sketches. Normally, <laughs> it's a Top Gear marathon. Yes, I'm obsessed with Top Gear and and now Richard Hammond's Crash Course because I I picked that up now too, and uh, yeah, Top Gear is amazing. Um, I'm I'm a gearhead by trade, by trade, by whatever. Um, uh, grew up in mechanic shop and whatnot. So with my my dad and I used to restore cars. So yes, there's a reason why I'm I'm into cars. Um, anyways, let's continue on. Um, so Hobbit's three movies we're good with. Um, oh, I I have movie news. I have okay. like the the greatest movie news. Go. And it's, it's really just one sentence, but I, I read this and I was so happy. Um, and I don't know if you guys covered this in the last episode. I don't know if it was released then. I, I might, This might be old news. But Christopher Eccleston is now cast as Malekith in the next Thor movie. And I am all sorts of gooey and warm about that information. Uh, it, that wasn't released yet last episode, so you are okay. the one to premiere that. But um, when that was announced, the first thing that went to my head is, The Ninth Doctor is going up against Thor! <laughs> <laughs> Nerd. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know if there's really anything more to say about that. That's just. That's just. Oh, I'm so excited for that. Like, 
I, I'm, I'm going to go so far as to say Christopher Eccleston was the only redeeming quality of the first G.I. Joe movie. Um, he was the only <laughs> character I could stand to watch and interact with, with the film. Um, so having him in a movie that's actually going to be decent, uh, if not amazing, is pretty exciting. Um, is The Rock going to be in it? The Rock suddenly is Thor. Drink. <laughs> 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 Did you hear that they're discussing The Rock being Lobo? Yeah. Which, I think it would actually be really cool. We had to discuss the movie they make. If they go kid-friendly because of him? It's it's a tough one. Uh, We actually discussed that a little bit uh, last week. And it also depends on what version of Lobo they go with. If they go with the anti-hero Lobo, you know, like basically the the Lobo that is basically Wolverine, um, then I think he'll do all right. But if they go with, you know, true villain Lobo, then probably not so much. Mm. Uh, he just doesn't do villain that well, in my opinion. Um, as, as someone who, who is not a fan of Nicolas Cage... Um, I love the Ghost Rider movies. I don't know what your problem is. I'm going to throw my phone at you, like, right now. Oh, uh, Adam, hey, you're next on the choking list. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's like a flamethrower. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so, oh my god, oh my god. (laughs) God, this is awful. Um, so, he was, uh, Christopher Eccleston was in Gone in 60 Seconds, and, uh, that was the best part of Gone in 60 Seconds. That that was what I was trying to say before Adahay told me that it was like a flamethrower. Wait a minute. You mean Nicolas Cage wasn't the best part of Gone in 60 Seconds? Come on. When they played Lowrider and he put on his glasses and he popped his collar, that was gold right there. Like, or when oh. he's banging Angelina Jolie what? in the car. What? <laughs> Nicolas Cage is the best part of movies he's not even in. Okay? <laughs> come on. It's like, do you not, did you not want to bang Angelina Jolie in that car? Seriously, come Actually, on. Actually, I, Eric, I think you're onto something because, man, I was watching G.I. Joe, The Rise of Cobra, and I'm like, man, Chris Reckleson's pretty decent. The rest of this movie is garbage, but at least Nicolas Cage isn't in it. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, I think the best part of G.I. Joe, The Rise of Cobra, was the fact that Nicolas Cage wasn't in it. What, what about, what about, uh, um, what's, what was it, uh, Big Daddy and Kick-Ass? <laughs> Okay, I liked Kick Ass like a lot, like so I can't really say anything there. Cause um, I like when he's burning. Okay, I couldn't help, but like this is this is actually really amazing. So I didn't know anything. I didn't realize he was actually saying something in Kick Ass when he's burning, and uh, I put on the subtitles because I'm I'm actually kind of hard of hearing. Like my hearing sucks, so I'll put on the subtitles every now and then. And I'm like, oh, you're actually like shouting commands. I didn't. I had no idea. I thought you were just <laughs> screaming. <laughs> Um, okay, so Doom Monkey has also quoted um, uh, our favorite movie, Ghost Rider. Uh, it feels like my head's on fire, but I'm all right. Such a bad movie. God. <laughs> you know, the, the first one, the, the straight edge girl that was in the first one, she's like, his hair was all like... <laughs> and the worst part was, when I saw, I remember the first image I really saw like in a commercial live film footage from that movie was a shot of him riding the bike Next to, uh, what's his name there? Um, the guy who played the cowboy, the, I can't think of his name all of a sudden. Yeah, the really good actor. Yeah, uh, 
<laughs> the only good actor in that movie. Riding the horse next to him, and both of them in flames. And I'm like, that was such a cool image, like a you know an old Ghost Rider with a new Ghost Rider. My God, this movie has such potential. I hate when they do that to me. The and dude from Roadhouse. Destroy my hopes. Say his name. How I missed it. Uh, Sam Elliott. Elliot. I kept wanting to say Sam Rockwell. Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott, the dude from Roadhouse. He's also in Mask, which is another movie that makes me cry. Um, sorry. So, yeah, that, that image of the two of them riding along had such potential, and I was like, oh, this could be a really cool movie, was not to be. It's, it, it, you know what? Even though I was really skeptical about Nicolas Cage as Ghost Rider, I really wanted Ghost Rider to be a good movie, because, like, like that's that's my dad's favorite comic is Ghost Rider. So like for him, I really wanted it to be uh, a good movie, and he liked it. But I don't think he I wanted. I wanted The Watchmen to be a good movie. We all get let down. I like The Watchmen. Like it, <laughs> I, if if I you hadn't. Like Watchmen. I, I, I like Watch. I'm sorry, I gotta go three there. I liked Watchmen. I enjoyed it. Even with the big blue dong, <laughs> which I know was your favorite part out of Hay. God. <laughs> Actually, I heard that they modeled that big blue dong on Nicolas Cage's penis. So, <laughs> <laughs> so he was in Watchmen a little bit. A little bit, because he's in everything. Just the tip. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, it's the three biggest lies in the world. <laughs> Okay, so what were we talking about? I know we had movie something news. started here. Okay, movie, movie news. news. Sorry, my bad. Um, let's see, we have... They actually released... So this is uh, sticking, going back to the uh, comic book kind of movie news. Iron Man 3 Christmas disaster picks have been released. Um, I saw it on comicbook.com where... which. Okay, this is the problem of me dual wet laptoping things. I can't actually show you what I'm looking at on my other cam- on the other laptop. <laughs> but there's pictures released um, of an exclusive set of photos that indicate Iron Man 3 will feature some sort of game-changing disaster on December 12th. I don't know. You need to just be our our music cues from now on. <laughs> I just thought of something amazing. There needs to be a movie narrated by Gilbert Godfrey. No. No, there doesn't. <laughs> no. Come on. That, that, awesome. can we, we will just call that movie Migraine, and everyone is issued a bottle of Advil upon entering the theater. Or Brad I have, uh In my w- window here, I've linked to those images you were talking about. Thank you. And the, the images look really cool. Like, it looks like... Um, oh. Where is? Where did I just? Here's one of them where it's we love you, Mike. We miss you. It seems to be about someone specific. Hmm. Um. Well, I mean, it's a like they they question it in the article. They talk about you know is there an accident involving Mandarin? Uh, is Tony hiding out in a small town? Like they don't really know where these pictures are coming from or that sort of thing. Um. There's a Lulu cosplay. This is the one right here that we find really interesting because it seems to be some sort of indentation crash into the ground and has a memorial next to it. So, you know, who is Mike? What happened here? Who crashed? This is all the stuff they were talking about in the article and wondering. And, you know, rampant speculation for what is basically a pothole. Well, that also could be, like, where Tony, you know, because, you know, when he 
crashes into the ground when he's doing his Superman pose and whatnot. He he kind of leaves an indentation, so it's very possible that it's, it's just that. He I think, accidentally I think squashed guys, somebody. I think you guys are taking this taking this way too way too comic booky. I think this is actually where Tony Stark is going to do a uh, a hit and run because he's drunk, and the movie's going to turn into a dark drama. And Tony, since Tony Stark has no half measures, that's why there's a giant crater. Um, he, he does a hit and run in the Iron Man armor. In the Iron Man armor. He comes down doing one of his poses and lands on a kid. Yeah. That's that was my thought. I, you know, he's squishing a kid. Sorry, I made sounds. Um, ooh, we have comments. Sorry, I was I'm, I'm behind on YouTube. So my bad. Um, do monkey like the Watchmen? Ha ha! Add a hey. Screw you. That's what I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Adahay's uh, Adahay's wish to have Gilbert Godfrey narrate a movie um, pretty much invalidates all of his cinematic opinions, <laughs> at, least, <laughs> at least for today. Of course, everyone's seen the Gilbert Godfrey narrating Fifty Shades of Grey video. Oh God! Oh God! He's reading from I, the book. It's great. But I am going to have to Google that because it's oh, yeah. it's hilarious. Amazing. Oops. I just got in trouble with the YouTubes. My bad. Because uh, Lara has asked... Lara, sorry, my bad. Um, asked for a link to the pictures. I will post them in uh, the description when I'm able to write it. Um, oh, we got a dislike on YouTube. Screw you. Anyway. Um, but, yeah, when I'm able to write the description, I'll put the link up in YouTube. Because... Um, where uh, it says I tried to comment with the link in it and it, it yelled at me. My bad. Um, whoever disliked us on YouTube, you make me sad, and now I'm gonna go cry myself to sleep. Thanks for that. You're a jerk. Um. Okay. So. Um. Let's go into. There's lots of comic book thingies going on. Um, how do we feel about the Masters of the Universe reboot? Can you talk it off, Lundgren? I feel like I've been waiting for a, for a decent He-Man reboot for my entire life. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm all for it. Um, as, long as, they get, uh, as long as they get The Rock to play He-Man. Fuck, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think anybody else could play He-Man. Honestly, if they were gonna if they were gonna bring out somebody to do it, I think The Rock has to. They'll dye his hair blonde, whatever. They could get Phil, uh, not Phil. They could get Jay Cutler, the bodybuilder, not the football player. I was gonna say what? Like I'm a Bears fan, and what? <laughs> yeah, Jay Cutler, the bodybuilder, makes Jay Cutler, the football player, look like a, a small pussy. A little bit. <laughs> Just Google Jay Cutler bodybuilder. He's like a five-time Mr. Olympia. Hell, he makes Arnold look small. Arnold. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't. He's also a really freaking <laughs> nice guy. Really, <laughs> he's really really nice. Well, I've noticed that most bodybuilders that I've met, anyways, are because you know they take out all their aggression on lifting. You've never met Ronnie Coleman. He was an asshole. I'm honestly more interested in who they're going to get to play Evil in, but that's just me. I'm a red-blooded male. I was going to say male. <laughs> who would you cast? Oh, I don't. I don't. I don't even know. He's I'm still out of touch with actors. Collection right now. 
See, wouldn't wouldn't that make a good He-Man? I mean, come on. Yes. <laughs> Yes, he would make a good He-Man. If How he would even swing the sword? <laughs> <laughs> the thing exactly. is, though, have you ever, have you ever watched <clears throat> streaming on Netflix? They have got the uh, old, old original TV series, like from 1983. On, have you ever really listened to like the voice work in that? <laughs> it's like oh. there's a whole thing narration, and whoever's doing the voice of He-Man is obviously trying to do like a nerdy voice for Prince Adam and a He-Man voice for He-Man, because the whole narration is like, I'm Prince Adam, you know, the defender of Castle Grayskull, and, blah, 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 blah. and he's like, I'm He-Man! So it's, it's great. you got to check it out. Cause, uh, I'll have to check that out. Cause the voice work is top-notch. <laughs> um, I, I, I do think we should get Gilbert Godfrey to play Orko. <laughs> Where did Gilbert Gottfried come from into our podcast? <laughs> Blame Adahe for this. What about, uh, let me think of the name. Oh, my Steve. God. Best buddy cop movie ever. Gilbert Gottfried and Nicolas Cage. Oh. And their captain. Oh, I just my own stomach. Their captain <laughs> needs to be Lee Ermey. If you don't know who Lee Ermey is, you fail at life. I need suicide. Suicide pills. <laughs> Seriously, if you don't know who Lee Ermey is, you fail at life. Yeah. yeah, he's great. He was from uh, Full Metal Jacket, and the, yeah. he's the guy who shouts at everything, every line he does. <laughs> so he'd make a good captain in that movie. He would. Yes. Yes. Agreed. He's but also apparently the voice of Wildcat in the Batman series, The Brave and the Bold. He is? Yes, yeah, it's wow. on his IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta see that. I know. I want to know. I've never heard it. I wonder if he's like totally recognizable and just doing his typical voice, or is he trying to change it at all? Back, back when the History Channel, you know, did history, he had a show called Mail Call. I, I don't know if it's still on the air or not, but oh my no, god, Mail Call! We talked so much about like guns and stuff. Guns, jousting, just any sort of any sort of combat. It was it was war porn. It was amazing. Um. I just lost sound. Crap. No, we hear you. Can you hear us? And we're good. Sorry. My bad. I pulled the uh, plug out. Of my... <laughs> I'm like sitting here like, what, what just happened? The He-Man movie. It's like every reboot or every property they bring back. The chances of them doing something good with it is slim. I, I sit at about a 5 to 8% chance that they could actually do something that is beyond a two-week in the theater and then, you know, DVD within two months type deal. I'm, I'm kind of curious. Like, I wasn't a huge He-Man fan growing up. I mean, I didn't mind him, but I didn't go out of my way. Um, so I'm just kind of curious to see how it goes. I'll still see it, you know. I will, I will be vehemently comparing it to... I don't think I used that word right, but I'll be comparing it to the, uh, the Dolph Lundgren and Frank, uh, Frank Langella... Uh, Masters of the Universe live action movie because that movie still stands up. It's still rock solid. <laughs> uh, I love that. I love that movie as a kid. It was so good. It uh, it was. I'm trying to remember it. Like it's probably. I know I watched it at some point, but I because I just was never that big into Masters of the Universe. I can't say you know. I'm sure I saw it, and I can't remember the plot points. I remember Skeletor coming down the street on some sort of floating throne vehicle at one point, surrounded by his army. They invaded Earth. I remember so little yeah. of it. 
Oh, you guys find it. Like, YouTube or uh, YouTube, Netflix, something. Find it. Is this it. a more drunk Netflixing from you? Is that what it was? <laughs> <laughs> drunk Netflixing. Drunk yeah, Netflixing is the new texting. Um, let's let's switch gears a little bit. Let's go over to gaming and talk game things. Uh, Swotor is now officially free to play. Star Wars: Old Republic. But they were starting that in September. Well, uh, the announcement came out, so it's official that the announcement has come out. Is anybody surprised? Nope. Anybody? I've been saying they had they had to do this if they wanted to keep their servers up and running. They had to do it. Um, in in the MMO world, the subscription thing is is a thing that's hard to get to work. It really is. Blizzard's been ridiculously lucky with theirs, as has Eve Online. Um, but it's just so much easier to go to a free to play market, and people will waste ludicrous ludicrous amounts of money for stupid shit. Um, I mean, look at this. Look at, at um, DC Universe Online, who were getting ready to shut down servers, um, and then uh, we lost you. I, I just thought, I, I kinda, and then they went free to play, and now they're one of the most successful MMOs in existence and most profitable MMOs. Really? See, so um, I heard they went free to play, but I never heard the final result as to what the results. Oh were. God, they Are took really? off. Okay. They have. They have like literally, I think something like three to four active players on the PlayStation, uh, three to four million active players on the PlayStation. I said three to four. I'm like, oh yeah, three. But yeah, they also they also reached a large audience on PC because they're, uh, I mean in general in general on PC, but they also uh, are available through Steam, and Steam had a pretty pretty sizable campaign of throwing them up on the on the main uh, on the main page for the store, and you know. It, it's for me at least. Whenever I see free in that little price window on Steam, I instantly zone in on that and go, "Ooh!" I, uh, so a good free one on Steam is Project Blacklight. That is a lot yes. of fun. Um, that one, that one is a blast and a half. Um, though I, I actually bought DC Universe when it, right when it came out because I'm like, "Yeah, superhero MMO that's actually licensed to a superhero company. It's going to be amazing." And then I played it. <laughs> And I was sad. <laughs> like the gameplay's kind of fun. The cities I feel are too big and are easy to get lost in. I think they kind of messed that up because the cities are open. Like you can run from Gotham to Metropolis, and it takes you like thirty minutes. <laughs> wow. It, we have a DC Universe player on our YouTube channel. Um, oh. Who's uh, trauma? Trauma mean? Did I say that right? I think I the biggest issue right with the release was I hit level cap in the first week. I had nothing to do. They didn't expect players to level very fast. It's like, oh, I'm level cap. I did all the duos, and now what? <laughs> but I do like the solo dungeons. I do like the duo, dun- duo dungeons. So you and one other friend can go and do a dungeon. You don't have to run around with, like, 30 idiots. <laughs> so that was my problem with WoW is everybody trying to get on at the same time so we can all do this one dungeon together and then it took like eight hours and it felt like a part time job. So that 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 would be kind of nice. Um, I think that Old Republic will succeed as a free to play MMO, especially if uh, if Bioware can keep the content uh, coming out. As far as as far as I've heard, at least the uh, the content packs they've been putting out have been really really great. And I think the people who, you know, I think the free-to-play will be a good way for them to ensnare new people into playing. 
um, and then uh, basically you know microtransaction them uh, transaction them into glory. Um, so all in all, a good move, and I'm glad to see that the game will survive. Uh, you know, I don't want to see the game shut down, but it I'm probably not going to play it anymore. It appears DCU, or sorry, uh, just back on the free to play. DCO is the second most successful free to play MMO, um, still behind DDO. DDO is ridiculously successful because you can actually unlock everything in the game just by playing the game but it will take you fucking years. <laughs> um, but you don't actually have to spend money, but a lot of people do. Um, I remember when Star Wars Galaxies came out, that, and I remember thinking, Star Wars, you know, MMO, play with other people. My God, it's just what we've all been waiting for, and it was such a shame to see that sucker just languish. So when then I heard about Old Republic, and I thought, oh, Old Republic, you'd be getting our shot. Let's do it even better, better technology, more possibilities. And I hadn't heard much about it after it got launched. I mean, I saw some initial reviews that really enjoyed it, and people were saying it was cool, and then and it just vanished from, from any kind of news. You know, I didn't hear it much, and then, you know, this coming out makes me realize why. So I do hope it survives. I'd like to see one of these. I mean, the amount of potential story and stuff they could mine is huge. It just seems like it's ripe for that kind of world. I just wish it would catch on. Well, it, we have some interesting comments. Well, we have a couple, or one comment going on very much. Uh, that Doom Monkey says on YouTube, uh, it'll be a freemium thing. There'll still be a lot of um, content you'll need to pay, pay for, which is what Ryan was talking about with the microtransactions. Um, but uh, they think that the Star Wars Old Republic is the best MMO on the market right now. Um, and they also mix, and uh, Doom Monkey also misses Galaxies. Doom Monkey and I have a lot of really fond memories of that terrible, terrible game, Galaxies. Um, oh, someone got notified. That was me. That <laughs> Are was you still me. there? I'm Not so me good. this time, I swear. <laughs> um, Galax Galaxies, Galaxies was a lot of fun, um, despite the gameplay sometimes. I take it you know Doom Monkey then? Yes, uh, yes. Okay. It, it's it, it's um I really want to play Star Wars. My brother has it on his laptop, so I can steal it from him. This is basically how I work because I have a, a crap laptop. So this is on my sister's laptop. I work off of my lap my the dual laptoping thing is on my laptop. And then if I want to play games, I steal my brother's. So this is how that works. Um. Uh, but we, there's a lot of people who who enjoy. Star Wars or Old Republic. Uh, Lara is also talking about it, how she's played fairly consistently, and she's not bored with it. So, I mean, it'll be interesting um, to see how it goes when it when it goes free-to-play, and if that means it's going to be a lot of... I, I wonder if the, the trolls will hit. You know, that's generally... Well, you always get trolls. That's what, that's what the internet is. Yes. Well, we have trolls now. You know, good times. I will... Lara, I will play with you when I have a laptop that works. <laughs> Um, okay, so I, I thought that was interesting that it's going to go completely free to play. Not not surprising, but I think it's interesting. Um, Fuck EA. Yeah. Do you want to yeah. talk about the EA Zyngo lawsuit? Since you would probably more. I haven't actually followed that much because I've been busy uh, reading up on this idiot Linux guy. But um, 
was it this has it's over uh the sim social isn't it yes uh they're they're suing uh e a suing Zanga because they created a game on Facebook called the Ville, which is basically the sim social word like code for code, and they're suing them over it whatever but um basically they i think what e a sees here is uh Zynga's in trouble financially, like hardcore trouble. And they see that they can go for the throat and take their competition out, if that's what the hell's going on. Um, and they might even end up buying them out in the end and taking over all the Zynga games. Um, so, uh, Rakito, which is actually Eric, a friend of mine, uh, on YouTube has says, Death to Zynga. So, I'm okay with this. Uh, the <laughs> Facebook games have basically destroyed most usability of Facebook. <laughs> well, I accept. I don't accept a request, a post. I, all that stuff has been just eliminated from my timeline. I will yeah. not mess. If I'm going to play a mobile game, fine. I got a couple on my phone. You know, small, simple things. I do my web gaming through a website called Congregate. It's got social games there too, and it's uh, more. It's more streamlined for it, so it, it's not shitty like Facebook. Congregate okay. is awesome. You, I know you did on on Facebook. You did the Avengers game. Was yeah. That, go ahead. What was your question? Was, was it was it worth it? Like, because you would you well, thought that there was going to be a key handed out with it. There were some rumors that you'd be able to purchase a beta key to the Marvel MMO that they are developing through the Facebook game. So what I've done is I've set it up to farm money. I log into it every day, farm money, so that in case I can buy a, a beta key to the Marvel MMO, I will be able to. No, the game is stupid. The game is shit. But I'm using it for other means, because I want to fucking play the Marvel MMO as soon as possible. <laughs> oh, and also... I, uh, go ahead. I'll chime in and say I, I play uh, Marvel Avengers Alliance. I don't think the game is shit. I think it's... I think it's probably the most compelling Facebook game on Facebook right now, which is yes, saying a lot. <laughs> I was um, going to say, you mean it's not Farmville? <laughs> yeah, no, no, thank God it's not. It's it's got it's got a little little bit of depth and some fun, like the combat and stuff is fun in it. But I, I reached the point that I reached with all Facebook games, which is like I will I will log on if I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot about, I forgot that I play this. Let me log on and then I'll do a couple things, farm some money and maybe fight a battle and then I'll be like I got more important stuff to do and then leave. But you know, I haven't I haven't I guess unin uninstalled the game from Facebook. So I still get a little bit of enjoyment out of it every now and then, but it, these the 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 Facebook games, the the idea of the the timed games is such a it's a weird, like, there are people I know who will, will plot their day around it. Like, they'll be like, all right, so I set up my, my Quinjets to go and get me some money. I need to log back on in four hours, and then after that, I can set this up to do this. And they've got, like, little schedules throughout their day of when they need to log in in order to maximize how much they're, they're getting. And it's, when, when a game starts feeling like a chore, then I, yeah. I, I zone out. So my, my, my girlfriend, when I first met her, was doing one of the farming games. I don't know if it was Farmville or an early, early incantation of some game like that. And there came a point one day where she literally said to me, you know, I realized this is really stupid. When I had to get home to take care of my crops from work before they died. And I'm like, 
the virtual crops? She's like, yeah, the, the things that don't exist in real life. I had I felt like I had to rush home from work to take care of them before they died. And she gave the game up then and there and hasn't played it since. So, you know, like you said, I, I don't like things that the the consistent world is so consistent that if you're not, you don't have time to get to it because you're living a real life, it's going to fail on you. I just think that's a bad setup for any game. I did the same thing. Like, I, I fully admit that at first, I I played Farmville and I played one other one. Oh, I can't even remember what it was. Frontier something? I don't know. I played I, I played those two games, and I realized how stupid they were the day that I realized that I was sitting online on Facebook, not talking to anybody, not doing anything, but clicking the button over and over and over and over, planting things. And I'm like, yeah. what the fuck? And that's when I that's when I had the sudden realization that I need to get away. Um, we have a lot of comments coming up on uh, YouTube um, where uh, Jeanette's mom has wrote a computer program to play her Facebook games for her, which is actually really funny to me. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking hilarious. Yeah, I want to play these games, but I can't be bothered, so I'm going to make a program to do it for me. <laughs> I, think that's, I think that's fantastic. Um, that woman wins the internet, by the way. Yes. You know, she could probably sell that and literally make thousands of dollars. <laughs> yeah, probably. There you go, Jeanette. Moneymaker, right there. Um, Eric has brought up, uh, there is something called bringing the social and MMO conversations together. Have you heard of City of Steam? It's a browser-based full MMORPG that is also steampunk. I've not heard of this. Has anybody else? It sounds kind of mm-hmm. cool. I have not heard of it. Um, it does sound really cool, though. I'm not, I'm not really big into the steampunk thing, but my wife's starting to get into it. So she's Jumping into movies, though, did you ever see Steam Boy? Yes. I love to is see it like Hellboy? No, Steam Boy is a, a movie by the guy who did... It's the same director of Akira, right? Yeah, same director and as Akira. And he did a steampunk movie about this kid who lives in a steampunk world. It's like a kind of Europe, I, I believe. I haven't seen the movie. I saw it a couple of years ago. And so one guy invents what's called the steam ball, which is basically this ultra-pressurized ball of steam pressure that can power almost any machine and run for a really long time. And it's just this... Visually, story-wise, it gets a little not hard to follow. Just I didn't feel like it was set up like a typical movie with a, a really good plot flow, but didn't matter because for two hours you're watching some of the most amazing steampunk visuals ever made. It's just incredible. <laughs> totally worth it to watch just for the visuals alone. I I, I have to agree with you. Like the the story itself was kind of meh, but like just the art behind it, everything else about it was fantastic, and it was... Production designed to perfection. It was. It was just absolutely amazing, uh, visually, to watch. Like, I just, I I couldn't get into the story of it, but it was, it was very good, it was very good to watch, just for, just for the art behind it. I wonder if it's on the Netflix or the Hulu, so I'll have to look into it. Um, I think it's on Netflix. Um... Okay, what else do we got going here? We also have um, very low replay value after you learn how the game works in Marvel's Avengers Alliance, which mm. we heard um, and agree to. Uh, Echo Bazaar was re- was pretty badass. I don't know what Echo Bazaar is. Anybody? That was another browser-based uh, MMO, if I recall correctly. Okay. There is a, actually, I thought about this. Uh, sadly, it's published by EA, but it's made by another company an MMO that's on the market now that has a lot of potential if EA doesn't ruin it. And it's called The Secret World. I was actually in the beta for it. 
And if it wasn't for the fact that I don't want to lose my soul to another MMO, I would be playing that game. Oh, my God. I've it's seen a lot of tweets about Secret World. It's based around the Illuminati. Um, and the, Well, the Illuminati and the Templars and the Dragons. Um, you know, the, the mythical groups that you know run the world secretly <laughs> and whatnot. And it is... It is really good, and they, they, they did, they're doing, the company that made it, I believe it was Funcom, is doing a lot of things right with it. There are actually quests in the game where it's like a riddle, because, well, it's the Illuminati, and you have to figure out and find the correct way, and there are fake paths that will lead you to dead ends. There are, they've actually employed uh, team members that will go to the wikis and put in fake information, that way uh, you you're you're misled, and it's in. There's no levels in this game either, um, so the grind really isn't there. It's just a story. There are like skill points and whatnot that you can earn, but they've done a really good job with doing something different with this MMO. It's still a hot key MMO. You know, you push button, things happen, but it's so story based. And I love all the little goofy things. Like in the main first city, there's a uh, there's a bookstore called Lovecraft Books. <laughs> All right. A lot of little little nods. There's a lot of nods to H.P. Lovecraft in the game. A lot of nods to him, and um, which makes and sense. And I yeah. guess if you're looking to get in on something on the ground level, this would be the time. I see their site in front of me right now, and their latest news says we are one month old. Celebrate with us. So yeah, it's it was so. I was like I was in the beta, uh, and it was so good. And like I was gonna buy it, but I'm like, no. If I buy this, I'll lose my soul to this MMO because I love I like I love the stories behind the Illuminati and stuff. And um, it was they did a good job with it, especially uh, if you're into Illuminati stuff. Uh, Lara, who uh, one of our YouTube viewers. Uh, was also in on the beta for Secret World. She says she like she wants to like it, but she just can't get into it because the graphics quality isn't great. Better than WoW. <laughs> Not saying much. If well, I can yeah, run WoW on my laptop, that's really not saying anything. The, the thing to remember with MMOs uh, and graphics, um, I mean, I agree the graphics quality could be better, but the thing with it is they have to have accessible graphics. Because they want to be accessible by as many people as possible. So it's easier to go with mid to low range graphics than really high end graphics. Now they could do this better by doing it how um, DDO, again DDO, does their graphics. They actually have two different versions of the game that you can get. You can get the low end version or the high res version um, of, the, of the game depending on your graphics abilities, which is bitchin'. The high-res version is so fucking beautiful it, for a game that's as old as that it is. <laughs> Speaking of new MMOs to jump in on, have you guys heard about this announcement recently, War Z? A little bit. Um, a little. I haven't seen too much on it. I just. I think I saw something on it yesterday, but haven't had time to look into it. This is the website right here. I'm showing. It's a. It's a zombie MMO. It's supposed it to be consistent world. Um, it's been five years since the outbreak leaving in its wake a post-apocalyptic nightmare with 95% of the human population gone. In order to stay alive, you'll need food, weapons, and other supplies. Um, and it's basically just a, uh, a survival MMO zombie game, which <laughs> it's like, how long has it taken? Why has it taken so long for this to come out, you know? It's so, already out. 
I thought it says released in the fall. Yeah, well, no, I'll, I'll show you uh, here in a second. Um, let me pop up a screen share. Oh, well, another game says it's already out? Oh, Daisy. It's the same thing, except Daisy is a mod for Arma 2. It's basically the same exact thing. So, uh, wow. <laughs> is, uh, is, is... <laughs> Can can we assume that one of the, one of the levels in uh in both Warzy and Daisy is uh the the hundred meter shark hurdle where zombies are just continuously jumping the shark because <laughs> I'm so sick of zombies. I yeah, mean, I'm, I'm a little sorry to to hear about Daisy's unfortunate name there because uh, could sound like some sort of My Little Pony game. Have you played Daisy lately? Oh, it's oh, Daisy. Yeah. <laughs> it's Daisy. It's such a nice game. It, well, Daisy's uh, is free if you have Arma, um, but I guess the MMO, since it's not a mod, the the crap I already forgot the name of it, the one you you put up there, they'll have they'll have a lot more abilities and they'll be able to do like boss fights and whatnot. Um, but I I've been dying to buy Arma too just to play Daisy, uh, but because I'm a frugal bastard, I, I I wait for it to go on sale on Steam. And it just won't go on fucking sale on Steam. I swear to God, it went on sale one day for twenty percent off, and I was broke that day. <laughs> it's like Which is no, part of how it's always gonna work. Um, there's uh, Eric has actually sent us uh, for that City of Steam game that he was talking about. I have a screen share for you for that, so you can see. My, my Little Pony is way is in way too many places. There, it just is. You can't so, go anywhere and not see that. Apparently the server is now open for City of Steam. Um, I don't want to play the video because that would really screw things up. But got it looks pretty interesting. Um, it's an, it's the an alpha, classes. so if anyone goes to play it, be be prepared for bugs and crashes, and don't be a dick. It's going to happen. It's just <laughs> gonna, it, you know it just happens. But um, they have it, the the animation looks really cool. Um, the different races, you know, they got Arcanist and uh, whatnot. Uh, I know how to talk, I swear. Dude with a big-ass sword is always yes. the right answer. Yes, pretty much. Okay, I don't know why it just took me back to here. But anyways, that that was uh, what I wanted to show you. Um, we have a lot of... Uh, we have a lot of comments going on. It's um, cool. There's a... For the Secret World, I guess the latest patch broke a lot of things. One of the dungeons is unplayable, and their market auction house broke, which that kind of sucks. Uh, well, EA does have their hand in it, which, like I said, is the, is the scary part. Um, to, well, EA sucks completely. Um, Jeanette was a uh, in the beta for Glitch. I've never heard of that game, so I don't know what that one was. Um, Would it be weird to have more human, more and more humans running around as game as the game gets s- successful? Because that makes things not very post-apocalyptic, which you know I kind of have to. Oh, talk about, about the the War Z game. I could imagine, but then I would assume they would probably have a way of spreading that out, either landscape-wise or instances or something, to keep it not feeling so crowded. I could imagine, oh, it's post-apocalyptic, everyone's died, and you go in and it's like Warcraft. There's 10,000 people doing dances in a weird central hub and playing with little pets. I, I could see that probably would kind of ruin the effect. <laughs> am, I, am, I the only one, am I the only one who wants, uh, who wants War Z to turn into 
all right, we get X number of players, we're able to fight back the zombie incursion. Now we have to rebuild, and that, become, that becomes the game is rebuilding society. There's always the risk of the zombies coming back, so you never know. So, you know, the first year of the game is everyone fighting off the zombies. The second year of the game is rebuilding cities and, and re reestablishing society. The third year of the game is complacency, and then the fourth year of the game is, oh no, we've let our, def our zombie defenses slip, and now the zombies are back, and you start the cycle all over again. Tell me the coolest part of that game wouldn't be finding out if they sent out notes to random characters, like year three, <laughs> you're infected. But you oh, man. You walk around knowing that at some point you become one of them and you're coming back. That would be the most coolest thing in the world to get notified on. I think that they might, if they were to do something about that, would be the, like, you'd have to do it, like, because everybody's not going to obviously start playing day one. You're going to have to do, like, cycles of it. Like, okay, you, you can only start on the first of the month. So here's your key. Remember to sign in on the first of the month, and then you know that sort of thing would happen. I think yeah, that would be really cool. tricky. But um, Eric has said the thing about Daisy is the biggest threat isn't the zombies; it's the other the survivors. Yeah, because they can kill you. Yeah, that would be a pain in the ass. Then. I know I would die. I would just I would die constantly. That's I would be the dick who walks around killing other players. You're <laughs> one of those PvP dicks on WoW, aren't you? It no. just, like, picks off the younger ones who, like, you know, are only level 30 and you're level 90, whatever. <laughs> just saying. It's true. It's true. <laughs> I would be really excited. Adahe, if you do that, you got to get really into the role and start just, like, get on get on voice chat and start just quoting, like, ridiculous, out-of-context Bible verses about the grim harvest and how the, the, the end times have come and just slowly walk around just putting bullets in everything that moves. <laughs> I'll have to say I'm I'm slightly versed in the Bible, but not well enough to do any of that. Uh, <laughs> well, you just need my... you just need to pick up random quotes. I mean, and, and I'm sure you you have got Bible friends. I'm sure, like there's, I have Bible friends. There there has yeah, got but... to be an app for that. Like just most Bible of my Bible friends have forsaken me. <laughs> and of course, your character name that you take in the game has to be John three sixteen. Yeah. Yeah. It's the one that's <laughs> quoted all the time. People. All right, so we're actually coming close to the end of our podcast. So let's let's okay. let's start doing uh, what we're into because I didn't realize how fast we're going. Ah, time flies when you're having fun, guys. So let's do what we're into. We'll start with uh, Ryan. What are you into this week? Oh, not me. Um, uh huh. <clears throat> well, as I mentioned before, I've been going through and watching uh, watching some Godzilla movies that I hadn't seen in a while. Um, going like watching some of the older older ones from the sixties and seventies and. Man, some like large rubber suits beating each other aside. Some of the uh, the plots in those are just absolutely ludicrous and psychedelic. Um, but they're they're pretty entertaining. Um, I've also been playing uh, playing a lot of games. Um, the ones that come to mind are Descent Second Edition. Uh, it's a dungeon crawling board game. It's a ton of fun. It's getting a lot of good hype uh, on the interwebs. Um, and I will actually be, uh, after the podcast, I'll be going and playing in an event for a miniatures game called Firestorm Armada, which is uh, giant spaceship battles. I play the race of horrible spider people that shoot uh, torpedoes from their cloaked ships. So pretty excited for that. Um, and other than that, not much else going on. Um, just lots and lots of tabletop, as usual. Right, that's why you're a resident tabletop champion. <laughs> Um, Eric, what are you into this week? Uh, well, I'm just coming off having appeared at Oticon, 
So I'm currently in the midst of editing together my time-lapse video from that show and spending a lot of time uh, on my computer waiting for things to render and, and stuff like that. I've got Star Wars Celebration 6 coming up in three weeks, so my mind is already switching to my next show. Um, I, for those who have never been to Star Wars Celebration, I highly recommend it because they have things like this, which is the carving someone has right now, the full-size Roncor that they're going to bring to the show, I standing, life-size, that's just the head. Uh, there's a group out of, it's Norway or Sweden or something, that it's they've become their life's work to rebuild all of the ships and things from the, from the movies to scale. At Star mm-hmm. Wars Celebration 5, they had a full-size TIE fighter inside the convention wow. hall. It stood like 30 feet tall. It was amazing. So um, right now I'm kind of, you know, I'm all, I'm all over thinking about Star Wars and thinking about, uh, you know, getting ready for that event. But when in the in my free time, which there's almost none, I, I get way I'm I'm because of all the work I do, I'm like a year behind everybody else. I'm still just trying to get some serious hours into Skyrim to give you an idea. Um, I think I'm like a level eleven. I'm nowhere in that game yet. So I, you know, that's my free time. I'd love to do that. I have Max Payne three still in the wrapper sitting on my Xbox. I haven't even cracked it open. I really want to get to that. So, you know, my free time is I love to do the video gaming and I love to do, uh, you know, Netflix renting. I have Super Inframan, I think it is, uh, just came on the disc that I have to watch. And, uh, you know, I'll catch up on those things. And then, of course, just saw Dark Knight this week, finally. So I once in a while try and get out and catch up on the movies that everyone else saw three weeks ago. But uh, so those are the things I'm into right now. What did you think of Dark Knight Rises? This is where I would like to go into super dick mode for two minutes if I could. Go uh, for it. Go for it. It's all you. Dark Knight Rises. This was uh, Christopher Nolan at his laziest. He decided, oh, hey, I've done really good. I can now come up with iconic comic, iconic imagery that is really, really cool and makes absolutely no logical sense. Uh, big spoilers here. If you haven't seen the movie, I'm going to go into some specifics. Hey, let's lock 3,000 police or something underground, and when they come out, none of them need a shave, and they all look perfect. Hey, the police are going to go and attack Bane. Let's walk in a single-file row down a street so we make a really easy target and do it slow and announce our presence. Do we sneak around the back of the building? Do we plan anything? God, no. It's going to be fine. Hey, you know, I'm Bruce Wayne. To fix a broken back, you hang me by a rope for a couple hours, and then I'll be okay, and I can go into workout mode and escape a prison where you've got a hole in the ceiling so anyone can get out and really try. Um, This movie was, he came up with ideas that he thought was cool. He got to run with it because he was given a big budget. And he came up with the worst MacGuffin ever. It's the MacGuffin that's used so much. We have to stop the bomb. Oh, the bomb that's degrading that somehow everyone knows to the minute when it's going to go off. You've got scenes of Commissioner Gordon going, it's going to blow up in 18 hours. How do you know? You've been in hiding. Oh, you've been in hiding in an empty city, and you're the only one on the street. You should be pretty easy to find because there's nobody else out there. Oh, the city's been locked down for months. There's no garbage anywhere. It's pristine. It just looks like an empty set. I I just was so disappointed. He came up with great ideas, he had good concepts, and in the end, he didn't flesh them out or think them through. I would like the movie to have been been much better, and unfortunately, I was disappointed. Did I hate it? Do I give it a thumbs down? No, it was a closer. It it did what it was supposed to. Do I think he did not put the thought into it he should have, and he could have fleshed it out much, much better? Yes, I do. In the end, Dark Knight for me is probably a 5 out of 10. You can see it, but don't expect fantastic. End. <laughs> um, I I had some of the same things 
feelings, but I, I enjoyed it, but Dark Knight was still my Batman movie. So, mm. I, out of the three, Dark Knight is still my favorite. I felt like it was two different directors, almost. It, it didn't feel like Christopher Nolan when you compare it to Dark Knight. It felt, and I understand, it was much more harkening back to uh, Batman Begins, which did have more of a fantasy feel, you know, the giant tram system going through the city, a machine that can you know, instantly turn any water into steam. and the, the, It definitely had the more fantasy elements that Begin had, but I felt that was a backward step because he'd gone so cool with Dark Knight into really making it real. And, and not real, it's Batman, let's face it, but you know what I mean. Right. He had this approach and he had these rules he set up, and I felt in the third one he decided to ignore those rules and drifted back. So that was my take on it. Gotcha. Um, all right, let's go... Adahe, what are you into this week? Uh, well, mostly I've been setting up the new TechEd server that's taking ridiculously amount of hours and time and money and whatnot and actually just driving me a little bit insane. But it's cool. I love it in the end. Um, Only a little insane? I thought you just were insane. Uh, other than that... Um, Actually, it's all I've done for the past week. <laughs> oh my god! Um, my only real, well, my only, my biggest issue with the Batman movie was I thought Bane was too small. Just saying. <laughs> were you ex- were you happy that he broke the bat? Because that's what you were yeah. talking about before the movie even came out. He did. Out. He did break the bat, which is what's needed to happen. Um, but he was too he was too small. He just was. And also, not quite smart enough. Let's just be honest here. Bane was a genius, and this Bane was kind of like, well, I'm, 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 I'm all right. <laughs> well, you found out in the end he wasn't the genius behind things. Yeah, he wasn't. It was still Ross Agul, even though they did it through the his child because they wanted to be more grounded mm-hmm. than the than the well, Ross Agul's immortal. Um, well, they didn't. They didn't want to do the 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 Lazarus Pit, which is fine. Yeah, I think if they had brought in the Lazarus Pit, it would have brought in a whole new level of crazy into it. Yeah. I I didn't like Bane being used as a pawn. That was, it's, it's just no. There's so much bad there. It, I, there was there really was so much wrong with that movie. It was a good movie for its entertainment value, but for any like you exactly. know heart, for any like really. Yeah, there's just so many holes, yeah. so many things that are I wrong. I would like to have never left Gotham. I would like there have been a section of Gotham that maybe was where the the rebellion, quote-unquote, was staying, where, where Gordon was working out of, that maybe Bane just didn't have enough people to get them and invade them, but he had enough to kind of keep them trapped in an area, and maybe that's where Bruce Wayne ended up after being hurt, and he, he rehabilitated in the city. There would have been more time. There could have been more planning, rescuing the cops. It could have been, you know, him being there as a symbol of everyone wondering where's Batman. No one knows he was broken. I hated that he'd been gone for eight years at the start of the movie. I thought it just took the wind out of the sails of the ending of the second one because it seemed like he was going to become this guy who did all this cool stuff in the city but did it against the police and not with them. And that was just like, no, no, he, he just left, by the way. And so, yeah, I just felt so many missed opportunities. Sorry, I'm ranting again. I so. feel like that they, that they missed out... Um like I, the with Gordon, the only thing that ever bothered me about Gordon was that it was like, here's Bruce Wayne who's been out of sight for eight years. Here's Batman who's been out of sight for eight years. Oh look, they're both starting to appear again. Like, put it well, together. That's the whole, you know, 
as long as he's got glasses on, no one knows that he's Superman, you know, Clark Kent. It's, it's those, those kind of things you've got to take and to some extent accept. But I agree with you with the same thing. Yeah. I, but I think they kind of ruined that at the end with Gordon when, when he was like, oh, you're Bruce Wayne. It's like, oh, okay, that's, that was really, you really shouldn't have done that. But I thought, I also think Bruce Wayne should be dead, though, too. So anyways, uh, we'll go into what I'm into this week, which uh, this week we, I pl- we, uh, we have an Enforcer game night that we do once a month. And we played this game called Epic Spell Wars of the Battle Wizards Duel at Mount Skullfire, which is a really, really long name, and I keep forgetting it. But this game is fantastic. It was so much, it was, it was just funny to just yout or shout um, spells at each other and completely destroy each other. And, uh, Is that there artwork really... anywhere for this game? I want to see how they did the logo for that title. It actually, it's, it looks like the artwork from Adventure Time. Um, <laughs> and it's, it's really, really fantastic. Uh, the game mechanics, it, it, it took a little while for us to pick it up because it was a little weird. Um, but it, it's it's a very good tabletop game uh, for a lot of people because I think we had like eight or nine people playing at the same time. Um, outside in the video game world, I picked up the Halo Anniversary Edition because everyone keeps yelling at me to like Halo, so I'm trying it out. Um, so I picked that up. I also picked up Dragon Age Origins because uh, at our lady party, we have, there was a big, long, like, for, like, an hour, everyone was discussing Dragon Age, and I'm sitting here like I've, I've never played. So I want to be one of the cool kids and play Dragon Age now. Um, outside of that, I'm, re- I'm, I'm in, still working on One Nerdy Cupcake coming up, uh, relaunched. Uh, you'll get to see these little hair flower things that I make. Um, I'm going to be selling them off of there, along with a bunch of paintings and nerdy things that I do. Um, and that'll be going up soon, hopefully. So we have like two minutes left. So with that being said, everybody, give me your little um, uh, your closing arguments as to why we should, you know, go and visit your sites and whatnot, or you know, just shameless self promotion. We like that sort of thing. So let's start with Eric, since our our guest host of the week. Which I this. Well, I'm sorry I ruined the beginning of your show with horrible sound, but you know, <laughs> it's better now. No worries, no People worries. People should go see my stuff and come to my site, uh, pepperink.com, or at pepperink on Twitter, or pepperink on Facebook, because I make cool art, and I do it as performance art at shows, and I do it just to entertain people. I don't sell anything. I don't, I'm not out there to uh, take your money. I'm there to create cool artwork. And one of the things I'm proud of that I did recently was I did a comic strip for the anniversary of Dig Dug. Uh, ShiftyLook.com, who I did chalk art for at C2E2, has property, uh, the, the rights to different game properties from you know, classic games and Dig Dug. They did a 30th anniversary uh, edition where different web comic artists from the guys at PvP Online or Penny Arcade are t- doing their own takes, and I got to do mine. It's a three-part series called The Portal, uh, and this gives you an idea to see some of my artwork that isn't chalk-related. Uh, and then other than that, watch for my time lapses and watch for me appearing at Star Wars Celebration 6 in about three weeks. I thank you for your time. Have a thank wonderful day. Thank you for day. coming out. Thank <laughs> you for coming out. Hey, uh, it was a blast. I'm happy to do it. Hopefully I can do it again soon. That would be cool. Um, all right, let's go to our, our resident tabletop champion, Mr. Ryan. Well, I want to thank you guys once again for having me on as a guest host. I always have a blast doing your show. Um, 
Visit my uh, my blog at plus2cents.blogspot.com uh, down in my little uh, my little name banner right there, and you can find me on Twitter at plus2cents. Um, and uh, basically, I just I just try and write nice reviews for people of games that I'm having fun with, or that I think other people will have fun with, and give you the skinny on what's good, what's bad, what you may like, what you may dislike. Uh, like Eric, I'm not out for a cash grab. Everybody drink. Um, or anything dick like butt, that. Dick just, butt, uh, dick butt, dick <laughs> butt. Uh, dick butt, dick butt drinking is uh is part of the hardcore mode. I'm working on two different sets of rules. So, <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so everyone can also look forward to the ATGN uh, drinking game soon. I should have those. I'm I'm still tweaking a couple things. I want to make sure it's got a good steady pacing. But uh, um. Yeah, uh, come check out my site, and uh, if there's any games you'd like me to review, please uh, please let me know via the blog or via Twitter, and uh, yeah, I'm totally jealous that Naki got to play Epic Spell Wars. I haven't tried that one yet. It's 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 great, and I'm I totally I the problem with game night is that I go out and I buy the game afterwards, and then I'm like, oh <laughs> shit, now I need to play this more. Yeah, that's a real problem. It really is. Ada Hayes, shameless self-promotion, go. Ada Hayes dealing with dumbasses on my server. <laughs> and cause I always have to deal with dumbasses on the server. So don't be a dumbass on Ada Hayes' server. Um, but, uh, yeah, I run a Tekkit server. It's, uh, the IP for it is mc.tekkit.com. You can also come, you can also check it out on... Uh, check us out on theadahey.com. Um, there's a forums there. I have some Twitter shit. I have a Facebook page. I live stream games a lot. So, yeah. Okay. Um, the most energetic plug I've ever heard in my life. Right? He's so happy. I hate dumbasses. <laughs> <laughs> um. Just a couple last-second YouTube comments we've got. Uh, Jeanette has quoted uh, her uh, significant other, who's right over there. Um, if my girlfriend isn't naked by by what I'm into, it's not a good drinking game. So uh, we need to fix that, that. That may or may not have been something that I said about the drinking game. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have passed 100... Uh, likes on Facebook, so I feel like we should be having a drinking game night soon, and by that, I mean you guys will be drinking, and I will sit here and laugh at you people, because I don't drink. Um, just don't let me get on Netflix. Yeah, just don't get on <laughs> Netflix, which is the new texting while drunk. Um, we, uh, for the plugs, uh, shit, what do I do? I do all this shit, and you guys just heard about it. Uh, OneNerdyCupcake.com, that's me. Right now it's just my blog, but you can laugh at me, um, because I write things like how my family almost ruined the 1996 Olympics. Um, I don't even, uh, this past week was my birthday. I wrote about how, you know, I grew up since 26, and now I'm 27 and old and shit. Um. 27 is not old. <laughs> Um, but we will, uh, this, this podcast will be a little delayed before getting on, uh, Stitcher and iTunes because Chris, as you see, we had to take two bald men to replace him and he is still not here because he's drunk in a locked room somewhere that we're just going to keep him there for a little while, but it'll probably be up tomorrow. 
Um, do check us out on iTunes and Stitcher. If you listen on there, please leave us some comments. Uh, let us know what you think. We want to hear from you guys, so uh, make sure you're messaging us on Facebook and Twitter as well. Um, you can message me on YouTube. Uh, if you're interested in joining us for one of the podcasts to come in for a guest host, I know that I believe our dislike was from somebody who did not get to join in on the Hangout um, we do do this by schedule, so uh, message me. Let me know what you want to do, what you want to talk about, um, you know, so we can come on, so I can have you guys on. We do want to have guest hosts on as much as we can. Um, other than that, uh, add a hate. Oh, we lost Ryan. Bye, Ryan. <laughs> um, other than that, I just wanted to thank uh, Eric and Ryan for uh, coming on. And... Um, well, Ryan, Absolutely my pleasure. And anytime you want to come on, we'll figure we'll figure out some more times. I will bug you at Star Wars Celebration because I will be there. Um, yeah, after and, Star Wars, I'll have a little bit of time before New York Comic Con. I'll be opened up a little bit. And after New York Comic Con, winter season hits, gets a little quieter, so hopefully I'll have some free time. Which I will be at New York Comic Con, too, so there we go. I can just <laughs> bug you all over the place. Um, all, the, all the assholeness. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Ryan's hangout crashed on him. Yeah. So, good thing we're we're ending now. Um, yeah, just leave us some comments, some reviews. Let us know what you think. We really do want to hear from you guys. And um, yeah, uh, sorry, I've got message at the same time. Um, if you have. We want to do something called Question the Crew. We want to do something called The Vault. The Vault will be something where we play classic gaming, but I need your guys' ideas as to how you want to do this. Do you want to do it on Xbox, uh, through PCs? Do you want to have a central meetup? I would like to hear from you guys. Let us know what you think um, of that. Also, um, Question the Crew would need you guys to send us questions. You know, Ask us anything that you would like us to answer, like... Um, we actually had one for this week, but it was only one question, so I didn't want to bring it up, but it was, which is better, um, Avengers or Dark Knight Rises, which it sounds like Avengers. is Avengers. <laughs> Avengers, to my mind, was absolute movie enjoyment and fun, and Dark Knight I had way too many problems with, so Avengers was way above it. Um, I, I'm in agreement, um, but... So, yeah, just let us know what you think. Send us some messages. Let, communicate with, uh, with us because we do want to get everybody's feedback on this. So thanks again for joining us, and uh, we will see you next week every Sunday, 10 a.m. Central, 11 a.m. for all you East Coasters. And uh, we are on iTunes and Stitcher under All Things Good and Nerdy. So have a good week, guys. Take it easy. Bye. been listening to an all-new episode of the All Things Good and Nerdy podcast. Keep up with the show and its hosts by following us on Twitter or Facebook. The show can be found on Twitter at ATGN Podcast or on Facebook at facebook.com slash allthingsgoodandnerdy. All Things Good and Nerdy streams live every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can watch us live, or better yet, you can download the podcast. The podcast is available on iTunes. Just search for All Things Good and Nerdy in the podcast store. Or alternatively, you can download the podcast directly from our Podbean website, which can be found in the attached show notes. If you'd be interested in acting as a guest host in an upcoming episode of All Things Good and Nerdy, let one of us know either via Twitter or Facebook. We're always looking for new guest hosts who'd be interested in being on the show.
part of the podcast. All Things Good and Nerdy has three main hosts, those being the Adahe, Naki, and Chris. That's it for this week. Don't forget to tune into the show next week. We'll see you then.